Robinson. Care for a rubdown. I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Something special is about to happen. Are you waiting to receive my lift penis? Very Yeah, g'day rubbers, welcome back to the Weekly Rubdown, a podcast that rubs down everything NRL Supercoach Draft. You're listening to the Supercoach Draft Finals Strength of Schedule Rubdown. It's a fucking mouthful, I know. I'm your host Natty, and with me as always is the stats wizard himself. Look at the weasel, what's going on mate? It's been a fucking minute. It has, hasn't it? Um, Yeah, schedules and everything else, just not fucking aligning. Um, Me going on holidays didn't help. But um, yeah, we're here. We're ready to rock and roll. It does happen, mate. It does happen. First things first. I'm thirsty as fuck. Let's tear the scab off a uh, a Tony Tinicello. Wrap our lips around it. Mm. Tony Tinicello. I thought it was a Mark Minicello. Yeah. Tinicello, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, well, his his brother, Anthony. Yeah, yeah. Um, He was a handy handy footballer. Yeah, he was all right. He had his day. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so we'll... You sort of alluded to it there, Wook. It's been a while since we've done the actual normal uh, rubdown where we go through all the matchups each week. A few of you have DM'd us uh, and got in contact with us on the Patreon saying, boys, are you ever going to do a fucking matchups rubdown again? Of course, we're just trying to fit everything in. Now, if we could do three, four podcasts a week, we would. We would. That's simple as that. If we had the time... Um, and the resources to, to get it out, get everything out and do everything for you guys. We would, 100% would. But work, family, holidays, all that shit gets in the way. Uh, so, for example, this week we've got the Supercoach Finals rubdown, which is a huge rubdown. This will probably go for a couple of hours, just really diving in to round 23 to 26 Supercoach System Finals so we know give you everything you need to know about that that system, but also teach you how to use the stat sheets available on the Patreon to get this information. Because all the information that we're talking about in this rubdown is available on the Patreon site. You know, there's nothing here yeah. that you'll hear that's new, that can't be found on the Patreon. We're just and, we're and using our own stat and sheets. And it's updated as we go through. So if you're if you're listening to this and you jump on to the Patreon in a couple of weeks, it's going to be all new information and, and you're going to have your, yourself plugged into the matrix effectively to get the right stats at the right time to make the right calls. Plugged into the matrix. I like that. I like that. And it's, look, as I said, I love this. I love chasing the rabbit down the fucking rabbit hole, doing all the study for the finals here. Obviously, it's our final system. We're 23 to 26 as well. So this helps us out when we're doing this study and it is fucking gold. You can go mm. as deep as you like. The stats just don't stop. It's just, you can fucking, you can be that equipped for the finals. It's all there at your fingertips. So this week, obviously, we're going to do the finals. Doesn't give us much room to do the matchup rub, so we have to skip it this week. Then we've got, so next week, flying down to Sydney, we're going to do the wire. That's obviously going to... Not uh, allow us to, to record the normal matchup rub Plus as it's, well. It's a big it's a big buy round as well, so not, yeah, not as important. Not too bad. But then after that, we'll start getting back into normal scheduling, punching out some uh, normal matchup rubs down rub downs. We'll do some quest Q and A's for the Patreon. Just release that on the Patreon and try and just 
cruise on into the end of the year. But just wanted to cover that because a lot of people are like, guys, like we're missing the normal rub down, what's happening. Um, but yeah, just life got in the way. And then obviously we're trying to to fit in a lot because, man, for, for example, this podcast, a lot of study goes into it, guys. Like we've put a lot of work yeah. into this. Um, this, is, this is over a couple of weeks. So yeah, yeah, this is, that's, sure. part, that's part of the reason why we didn't do one last week. Exactly. Well. Yep. So... Yeah, we hope you enjoy it, guys. It's going to be a fucking banger. Uh, and we've chosen this one because it's our Supercoach final, so it makes it easier for us. But also, it's the most popular one. But if you are, uh, what is it, 24 to 27 or 22 to 25, the same sort of stat. It's all available on the Patreon. But what, yeah, head, what head, this- over to, head, head over to patreon.com forward slash rubber stats. Get him, get amongst it, guys. And get the f- same, the same formula that we talk about in this rubdown is going to apply. We'll teach you how to use it, what stat sheets to look at as we go through this podcast. Um, but yeah, it's going to be fucking sexy, bro. Really, really sexy. <laughs> um, anything else you want to touch on before we get straight into it and rub down this uh, this SOS? No, no, it was it was interesting because we started doing the study for this a couple of weeks ago, and even in the last couple of weeks, there's been a, a bit of moves and shakes um, for some of the strength schedules for some of the players as well as the teams. Yep, not a whole lot, but enough to um, enough to sway me on a few players uh, like Timiko and a few others. So, an interesting one. Yeah, nice. Um, I guess we'll I guess we'll touch on it, bro. Like I feel for you, but another season-ending injury for the notarizers. Yeah, I mean, look, not I good, mean, not good. No, no, but uh, where where there's uh, where there's pain and anguish, there's there's hope, and um and and not as much despair as you think. So this season, I've I've obviously lost Turbo now, uh, Dewey, my second, my, so I've lost my first and second round pick. Uh, I've also lost my fifth round pick in uh, Jaden Braley and my ninth round pick in um, uh, Luke, Luke Thompson. Thompson. So absolutely, I've, cursed, had a few, I've, had, I've, I've had a few other injuries and stuff, but on the betting scene, I've I've won a few players, um, and even even losing bets, I've failed upwards, and um, so I lost uh, Tupo, and I picked up um, Timiko, which was a which is a handy little one, but um, no, I've picked up Munster, I've picked up Holmes, um, yeah, it's not it's not it's not absolute like. Rattle stations. Oh, like if you didn't get involved be. on the betting stations there, if you if you just shut oh, up yeah. shop there, you'd be done. There'd be no oh, way to come back absolutely. from that. So your betting and has look, the, has paid dividends. Yeah, and if we didn't have a mandatory bet round this week, I'd be definitely on the on the betting charge again. So yeah, it's definitely something that um that I've taken on board. It's um it's do or die now. It is, you, mate. You got to make you got to make the moves now because this is the time of the season when it actually matters. Winning players and all that sort of stuff and losing them at the start of the season doesn't impact you that much if you um, if you can move and shake like um, like you're able to with like bets and all that sort of stuff. In a non-betting lead, though, it's a bit bit tougher. It's very interesting because you 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 have been teetering on that sixth position, so just inside the cutoff for the finals. Uh, so you do need to win games. There's a there's a two oh, win. There's a two win gap between you and fifth, and there's three of you um, on the same points, six, seven, and eight. So it's a bit of a log jam there. Now without yeah. Turbo, it's this is this is where champions. This is how champions are made. Like you know, this is this is this is going to all come back to captaincy selections, working my matchups correctly, and um, and making some moves on the waivers. 
um, throwing out a few trade options and stuff like that. The inevitable thing when you get a season-ending injury like a guy like Turbo is everyone will come out of the fucking woodwork to try to fucking trade rape you. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't fall for it mm-hmm. because they will They will try to give you a fucking- <laughs> They can like, smell know, des- haze, desperation. Haze, they'll give you a haze param and expect fucking a, a fucking Val Holmes in return. It's not going to happen that way. Um, so, yeah, you just got to be on your guard a little bit and, and be a bit more methodical about your trades. Interesting, bro. Interesting. It's going to yeah. be. It's it's one to watch. This is yeah. Like- I was I was like before the turbo injury. I was fairly confident. Fairly I was going to very very confident. <laughs> um, less less so now. So what I've noticed is every time someone goes on the wire and really chirps, gets real chirpy about their team, and goes, "Yeah, like I'm I'm sitting really good." Um, something bad happens to their team. Whereas, like, I've just been really quite just going, yeah, like, I don't mind my team. Like, I've got some things I need to work out. And what's happened for me is I'm clear leader. I'm clear leader. My team's fucking humming. I just keep getting my captaincy choice right, which is huge. that's That's the thing that saved you because you don't have any legitimate captaincy options. And you have just, like, played out of your skin with the captaincy selection. That's that's been your saving grace. Huge man. Last five rounds, my captain is averaging over two hundred and sixty points, and yeah. I've picked and, four and different and, and, blokes. And typically, typically, you're happy with a seventy-five plus. I know, <laughs> and it's not just me picking one gun. Like I, that's four different dudes in five rounds I've picked, and they've just mm. gone supersonic. So I need to keep that up, obviously, but. As we just said before, in the Loveless League, towards the end of the round, it gets very bet happy because everyone's like, fuck it, it's do or die here, let's bet, let's bet hard. I bet on the weekend, I won Isaiah Yo, that's staunching up my two RFs, which is fantastic. That was a weak spot in my team. I'm going hard again this week, it's the mm, veto round. Especially with Hosking getting punted. Yeah, see you Finally later. for that. See ya. Uh, and I'll go, I'll probably bet, Every single round up until finals now, just to just to see how that's going to place me coming into finals. I remember last year. I mean, I won and lost Nico Hines within three rounds last last year <laughs> towards the back end of the season. So that's just how I play every year. Um, and come round 23, 24, once the finals are kicked off, uh, whatever team I've got then is what I'm going to run with. So. Mm. And it's big, like I, I'm, I'm doing a lot better than I thought I was. I, I was going to be happy to be around that fourth, fifth. Uh, now I'm clear first, and with the matchups I have from now until the end of the year, I honestly don't see myself dropping a game. So I could get the week off. I That's- was, I was genuinely looking at your team and thinking, oh, I'm not 100 percent that he makes finals. <laughs> and you've just like you've absolutely fucking nailed those captaincy selections, and you're just humming at the moment. It's it's so infuriating. And look, guys, I, I will put my hand up and say, yeah, I've done well with my captaincy options. But you know what I, you know how I do it? Stat sheets, baby. Patreon. <laughs> I look at the fucking matchups. I do the study. Uh-huh. I see what guys are coming like. In all honesty, picking up Dallin with Tenny Zelesniak, free agent last week, putting the VC on him, probably mm. probably one of the greatest super coach moves I've ever played. Oh, without it, it is without doubt huge. Yeah, absolutely. 
Like he's definitely who the also, biggest. Who captain. else have you picked up as free agent and fucking VC'd to get you a three fifty score? Actually, it might be the best move in the history of the Loveless. Put it in the league of the records. Uh, Put no. it on there. Who's picked up a free agent that scored over one hundred and seventy that week? It can't have happened. I don't. I don't know of any free agents that would have scored above that. It can't have happened. So and that was wild. And I went into that that round worried. Like teamless Tuesday fucked me in the anus. Eli Katoa was out. Hosking was out. Kiraz was on by. I had uh, I had all my Origin guys backing up. I think I was at one point. I was down two or three players, and then because the Super Coach gods are on my side for some reason this year. Oh, Hosking comes in. I pick up DWZ. You're okay. Can we just back it up? I'm the chosen one. You have where any bit of luck that I have not had, you've picked up. I know. And any any anyone who's had any sort of like misfortune, it's become your fortune. Yes, yes. You have been the luckiest prick in our. I know. One hundred percent. Like I, I'm not shying away from that at all. Like, and I'm glad you're using all of this luck before the finals. But the thing is, like, I just <laughs> I just have to be here, just keep doing what I'm doing and just acknowledge that the gods are on my side and that I am the chosen one and I'll just, just keep rolling, bro. Like, I, I, I get that there's weak points in my team, but I just, I, I just keep winning. It's as simple as that. I just keep winning. Yes. Yeah. So. Which is frustrating. Crazy. Just what a, what a year. What a fantastic year it's been. Ah, fucking yin and yang, me and you, that's for sure. <laughs> with, the, with the luck, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and look, Supercoach is luck, 100% it is it luck. Is, it's it either is. good luck or it's bad luck, but you do have to make your own luck and put yourself in a really good position to get that luck. And you know how you do that, people? Fucking Patreon. All right. 100%. All right. Let's get into it, bro. Let's All right. let's rub down these finals, baby. I hope you're there. I fucking hope you're there. Yes. <laughs> I also hope I am. Of course I'll be there. Yeah. I'll be there. I'm there every year. It's interesting because I, I did look ahead towards the matchups, and I think you play a couple of guys that you, you at least play one of them. No, I think you do. You play both of them, the guys that you're equal points now. So you, oh, those yeah. Are I, the- can, I, can have, I can have the biggest impact on them. Uh, put me at risk of missing. So. Yeah, you beat them. You're in. Well, I got to beat both of them. If yeah. I beat both of them, I should be uh, <laughs> put myself in the best position to be there. Look, and this sounds like the biggest wank, right? This is the and I've said this before, and it sounds wank, wanky coming out of my mouth when I when I say it. And even when I said it when I was in your position, I was like, no, people aren't going to believe that. But when you get pumped with injuries or something. Terrible happens to your team where you're struggling. It really does sharpen your focuses, draft wise. Oh yeah, you're more on the waiver. You're more looking at trades. You're studying you other, other studying other uh, players' yeah, teams. You're looking at what moves you can make, matchups. You're really hard studying. So you go from like, so just say, and don't get me wrong. Obviously, the team you draft, you want that fucking team to survive the whole year, right? Obviously, that's the yeah, the yeah. the the most desirable outcome. But yep. if something bad happens, I'm just saying it's actually not as bad as it sounds because or for people that are de- degenerates like us that love draft, do you know what I mean? Like mm. that's when the fucking heat is turned up and you're like, right, I keep banging on about how good I am at this. Let's fucking put that to the test. 
Let's get hammering on these waivers, free agents, matchups, start making bets, start ripping and tearing, and you just switch on, man. So that's the silver lining, and I guess that's where you are now. I bet you're just literally taking eight or nine shits a day just to get on the phone. <laughs> Yeah, the old stinker tinker, it's getting a workout. I'll give you that tip. It's, um, look, I have, yeah. I have been um, looking at the matchups coming up again, and even, especially the buyers, um, because obviously we've got the big buy around in, in 19, but the one that a lot of people are forgetting is there's still a mini buy around in, in uh, round 20. Mm. So three teams on the buy there. So easy wins. Look, they're, they're potentially easy wins, but if you're, loaded up on, if you're loaded up on certain um, teams – Look, maybe maybe that's not going to be an easy one for you because mm. if you've got if you're loaded up with say well dragons maybe not but um, bunnies and raiders players and there'll, there'll be a few teams that have a, a few of both um, yeah that can really screw you over because I got absolutely done over with um, with last round which was round seventeen which was a um, which was a fucking shit fight because I've I've loaded up with sharks players. Yeah, so those those guys plus the turbo injury plus the Tigers by really hurt. There's that much to fucking think about this. this oh yeah, this year, yeah, exactly. Isn't it like it? Which it makes it great. I love it. Uh, it it's there's so many dimensions that go into draft with all the buys and injuries mm. and fucking matchups. It's fantastic this year. It's really good. All right, that's enough dribble. Let's get into the strength of schedule here. To make a trade. Man, the fuck up. You've been trade rate. Lies and collusion. Oh! Uh, yes. I see that you know your judo well. So you want to be a champion? It all comes down to this role. Help me. Let me hit you with some knowledge. Great moments are born in great opportunity. You're gonna eat lightning and you're gonna crap thunder. Let's get on with a rub down. Oh, fuck yeah. So, as I said earlier, it's going to be round 23 to 26, which is the most popular final system. That's why we're covering that one. Uh, and fuck, I'm, we're not, we're not going to do this type of in-depth analysis for all the systems. Uh, yeah, jeez, no. I just do not have the time. Um, I don't have the mental capacity. No, I, do, I really do don't. I really don't. Um, so, yeah. We'll look at the team strength of schedule. We'll look at top five, bottom five, both for your flip and fetches. Talk about our favorite flip and fetches, um, guys that you want to get rid of coming into the finals, sell high on, and then guys are really good, really sexy matchups statistically. So you can get them in your side and play them in their matchups. So the thing is, and this is something I'll, I'll jump into on the wire with the guru, is that whole mentality of, uh, pedigree and name over statistical matchup. You know, here on the rubdown, mm. you all know that we are statistical matchup over name and pedigree because when it comes down to it, if a guy that you can pick up free agent scores 20 points more than a guy that plays rep footy, like that's black and white. It's as simple as that. Who gives a oh, fuck? Yeah. Who gives a fuck what he's averaged through the rest of the season coming up to this point? In a and game that can, matters, you want if you can get the a bigger score out of that name, oh. but, and you're not going to get the score from them, then fuck, you might as well. And that's it. And even leading leading into the finals, if you're if you're running with like two premium CTW options on the bench, and you cut, you're already covering four on the field. Start to shop them around to fill other positions so you can actually get your best 13 on the field. Hundreds, bro. Um, because you need to be maximizing your scores from here out. 
100. like it's all good it's all good and well to have your balance and all that sort of stuff and have the backups and all that and have your streaming options that's fucking awesome but now's where the work really begins yeah and the thing is no one in your team should be safe right for example i've got joey Marno, right coming off a really good weekend on last round uh obviously got a sexy name in the game fantastic pedigree i'll be shopping him around See what I can get. He does have a favorable matchups in the finals, which makes it a little bit. Oh, what do I do with this cunt? But if he if he did have a terrible run from round twenty three to twenty six, I'd be selling him. I'd be selling him this week one hundred percent. Sell him on his name. Sell him on that big score. Who the, who the fuck cares? Who the fuck cares? Who it is? No one's safe. You need points, and how you get them. Just the, players get don't, the players don't know that you own them. No. They don't know that they're going to sell them. No. They don't care. And the thing is, a lot of people have a real have real trouble changing that sort of mindset and going, well, there's no way, you know, I could trade Manu for Dallin Wateni Zilez now. You know, there's, I, I, I could never do that. But when you think about it, if Dallin Wateni Zelezniak scores 20 points more than Manu in a game that you need him to, then that is the goal. That's what it is. You've won. That's... It's, that's what it is. I found out an interesting thing today. I was just doing a bit of um, bit of light reading. I uh, mm-hmm. found out that DWZ is the highest paid winger in the league. Well, he showed 800, us- 800,000 a season. He showed us all why on the weekend, didn't he? Oh, look, at the end of the day, I don't think wingers are worth that much. Is it? Not that that, not that, that much. But is holy it- shit, he's a finisher and a half, isn't he? Have you noticed that he like- his gait is really small. Like he shuffles. Like he, he's got a he's got a real it, short short gait. Yeah, like he's yeah. it's like a cartoon character where their feet just go and it, he moves. Like he's moving, but it's mm. just fucking weird. Like the the Roscoe shuffle on the sideline, just <laughs> hectic. Yeah. I don't know how he runs. Like if he had a had a, I imagine how fast he would be if he had like a real big gait. Oh yeah, because he's he's not a small dude. No. Nah. Uh, anyway, I digress. Fuck, we yes. are. Dri- this is what happens. We haven't dribbled for a while, very dribbly no, early almost on. Ha- almost half an hour, and we've, we've, <laughs> we've, we've said, said nothing. We've, we've said, said nothing. Nothing. <laughs> All right, fuck. Let's say something first. We'll kick right. it off. We'll talk about how teams traveling, attack and defensive wise. So for the season, we've got uh, some teams that are scoring uh, super coach points overall. So you've got Panthers, Eels, Sharks, Warriors, Bunnies, and Titans at sixth. That's your top six. Now, the only difference, because obviously we talk about six-round averages as well to give you a bit of uh, a bit of form guide. The only difference with the, the six-round averages, so you've got Eels, Warriors, Tigers, Panthers, Cowboys, and Storm at the top six there. So obviously the Tigers and Cowboys are performing a little bit better um, over the last six rounds there for scoring points. But mm. the thing that you really need to take away from these stats is the conceding points because that's what we want to know. We want to know who's playing the shit teams and how many super coach points are they going to score against them? So yeah. for the season, it's starting at the worst dolphins, then dogs, cowboys, dragons, knights, manly. That's your worst uh, defensive super coach teams in the comp. Now, the that, only- would pe- that would have paired off uh, like the dolphins weren't that bad all season. Mm. It's really in the last six to six to eight rounds where they've just fallen off a cliff with all these injuries that they've had with the forwards. And they've just like teams have just had a roll on. Yep. 
Yeah, they're <laughs> mate, they're getting pumped at the moment. Mm-hmm. And then for the last six rounds, so your form guide, it's pretty much the same. Uh, Dolphins, Cowboys, Bulldogs, Bunnies, Dragons, Broncos. The only difference, big difference there is that the Broncos and Bunnies over the last six rounds have been letting in a fair few points. But the consistent ones there, Dragons, Bulldogs, Cowboys, Dolphins. So if you were to look at all those stats and just look at, look, I just need the worst five Super coach defensive sides in the comp. Cows, Dolphins, Bulldogs, Dragons, Knights. They're your sides that you want to be playing in the finals. So obviously when we go through the sexy matchups, these teams are going to come up a lot because they just allow a lot of points. So Cows, Dolphins, Bulldogs, Dragons, Knights. Keep an eye out for them because mm, they just yes. fucking leak points like a sieve. They do, they do, and look, it's it is something that's going to come up um, again and again as we go through these strength of schedules. Yep, hundred percent. All right, let's get into the actual strength of schedule for round twenty three to twenty six. So we'll just talk about the top six and bottom six here. So obviously, for the, for the overall for the team. Yep, for the team. So. I will be focusing on teams that have got a sexy strength of schedule and obviously Walker with the the flips will be focusing more on the teams with a tough strength of schedule. So for the season average, uh, taking the season as a whole here, Dolphins have got the best strength of schedule, then Tigers, Sharks, Knights, Roosters, Warriors. So there's your top six there. What about the guys that are struggling, bro? Yeah, so going going from worst up, um, we've got Titans, then Dragons, then Raiders, then Cows, then Eels, and then the Panthers at the the twelfth spot. Mm, interesting one with because at the because at the start of the season we were doing a bit of bit of analysis just based on last season stats oh, and um, Panthers were Panthers were looking like they had a real dream run into the finals and yeah there's been a few surprise packet teams hasn't there oh 100% bro like obviously Cowboys and their deficiency um, in defence but also on the flip side thinking that the Tigers were just going to be weak as fuck and look they have been they haven't been winning a lot of games but super coach wise like they don't allow many super coach points to be no. scored against them so they're actually quite staunch which is a weird one but the um, the the ones that have picked up there the Titans and the Eels obviously are really Bad run there, round twenty three to twenty six. That, com- that doesn't even even include their buy in round twenty seven. So that that it's the one that sticks out for me out of those is the cows. Like that mm. includes a buy. Mm. So that tells me that the games outside of that, they'd be jumping up a, a few spots for sure. Mm. Um, but because uh, I was doing a little bit of a, a look at the run the table uh, today and. Eels and Titans have such a fantastic run leading in to the finals. Mm. So so it's almost like once they get to round 23, it completely flips on its head for the Eels and Titans. So if you do have Eels and Titans players, they're going to be such a sexy sell. Like come as soon as the finals start, like get, rid, get, mm. get fucking rid of them. Um, so that, that's the season um, stats there. For the sixth round, so looking at a little bit of a form guide here, we usually like to look at more of the season-long stuff for strength of schedule, but it is it's a good talking point to see how teams are traveling. It's as good well. for the comparison because you can't. I feel like you need to lean in a little bit to the form guide, um, but yeah, 
when we're talking strength of schedule, you've got to take into account the full season. Yeah, 100%. So for the top six, for the form guide here, we've got Knights, Sharks, Cowboys, Tigers, Dolphins, Eels. So Eels, that's a big difference there, obviously coming mm. into the top six from the bottom six here. Um, but a few of the other ones are pretty much the same. Knights, Sharks, Cowboys, uh, Tigers, Dolphins, all pretty strong. But, yeah, the Eels are the big difference there. Uh, what about the bottom guys? Yeah, so so going from worst to um, less worst, uh, <laughs> uh, the Doggies and then the Titans remain at that 16th spot. Dragons, Raiders again, Manly and the Bunnies. Mm. Very so interesting. interesting with the, um, I would have expected the Bunnies to be a little bit worse, um, like for the season long, mm. considering they do have the buy in round 26. For sure. But yeah. It's, it is an interesting one. And out of that, um, just looking at the, the fact that the cows are in the top three for strength of schedule for form guide is just like ridiculous. Yeah. They have the buy in round 24. And that's the thing, because the last sort of six rounds we've seen, for one, the Cowboys have been have just changed everything. Like, mm. obviously, so teams coming up against the Cowboys now, it might it might be a really big discrepancy between season long average and six round form guide. But yeah, teams and like the Broncos leaking a lot more points, the Bunnies leaking a lot more points in the last six rounds as well. So mm. some teams really and dropping off. And, yeah, yeah, the Knights as well. So some teams really dropping the ball here. And then other teams have sort of turned their season around. Obviously, the Tigers the Tigers playing really well. Um, yeah, Cowboys 100%. So uh, Storm as well playing really yeah, well. The Storms. The Storms. So, yeah, interesting. And that's I guess that's why we have the six-round form guide because, you know, teams might have had a lot of injuries at the start of the year or gone through some change in personnel. You just don't now, but you want or to get a- se- Maybe season-ending injuries. Yeah, there's been a few of them all on your yeah. side, on your all on your draft <laughs> draft side. Um, but you really want to get a good gu- guide into how teams are playing and defending coming into your Supercoach finals because yes. the season-long stats might not actually paint the right picture. Hmm. All right. Let's get into the flips, bro. This is all you. So what are we going to do here? We're going to talk about the bottom five and then talk about the players in those sides who have the worst uh, positional strength of schedules within that side. Yeah, so I'll talk. I'll talk about the teams just in the in the list um, from twelfth down to seventeenth, so the bottom six, and then talk about where where they stand with the six round um, strength of schedule, and then talk about where they're. Um, where their attacking prowess lies, so whether it's right, whether it's left, or a bit bit of both, mm. and then look at the sides that they play, and what side are those teams deficient at? Yes, and that's uh, that is that's actually a really big uh, component to looking at picking up specific players. Is where is that team attacking? Where are they dominant? And the opponents that they're coming up against, where are they deficient on the on the so? If you've got a team that's super dominant on their left attack and they're playing three out of the four games in the Supercoach finals against right, weak defensive outfit, then that's perfect. You want all those left-edge players. So, yeah, that's really good, bro. Mm. All right. So, Panthers are first up. So, they were the, they had the 12th best strength of schedule or sixth worst, however you want to put it, for season long. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got the 10th um, 
uh, best for six round average. Mm. Attacking wise, they um, they score most of their points down their right corridor. Uh, Sixty seven points per player. Phew. They score one and a half tries per per game on both edges, so pretty pretty even split there. They come up against Melbourne, Manly, Gold Coast, and Parramatta in those four games. So not the easiest of games. Probably the Gold Coast one is the one I'd be looking at um, from a, a point scoring potential, but. Look, the Melbourne, they've been conceding most of their points on the right side to right-sided players mm-hmm. and conceding tries to the left-sided players. A weird one. But mm-hmm. um, moving into – so that's that's actually a decent matchup, albeit a more staunch matchup, to be fair, um, coming up against good systems. And to be honest, you'll get a sighter for how that may um, end this round mm. so it's a it's a good little cider to see how your guys or maybe potential guys that you want to um offload um see how they go how they fare this round um then they go to they um come up against manly so manly concede most of their points to right side of players and concede the most tries to right side of players so that's a bit of a that's a decent matchup right there the Titans, on the other hand, concede most of their points to left-sided players, opposed players, and concede most of the tries also to left side. And the same goes for Parramatta. So there's only real, really one matchup that looks like it would be fairly good, which is the Manly one. Mm. Uh, it looks like a lot of the, a lot of the defensive deficiencies, in the, and it's quite significant for the Titans on that left side. Um, so yeah, it looks like a lot of the, a lot of the stuff might go through Tungo and and um and all that uh for the titans game but yeah everything else might go might go right so looking through the strength of schedule positionally for each of the players um we've got toto he's got season long for um rank ninth six round average rank 10th so not the worst in the world he's got a good base so i wouldn't be worrying too much about shifting him on Crichton, on the other hand um He's actually one of the the, the key reasons why Tyres probably hasn't uh, reached the potential that we were hoping at the start of the season, glue hands. Uh, but he's got a season-long strength of schedule, um, 17th, mm. so the worst. The worst. Um, and then for a six-round average, the 15th, so third worst. So that's not great. Um, but then it, le- it, it, it goes a little bit the other way when you look at the left-sided players. So Luai as uh, four and, uh, fourth and third. So fourth season long, third for six round average. Tango has third season long, seventh for six round average. And then, um, but then, yeah, the right side of players like Hosking or, or Liam Martin now, um, 12th and eighth. And then Cleary, 15th and 17th. Um, we know that Cleary can stand up in any game, so it's not not that much for concern. And then Sorensen as well at the the left to ref spot, fifteenth and twelfth, so not fantastic there either. So it's definitely one to um I wouldn't be I wouldn't be like jumping ship on Panthers players overall, but yeah, it's um it's one to consider. Critters and, um, critters looking, the interesting one there, isn't it? Because Critters Critters definitely one that I'd be I'd be looking at, at yep. shifting on. Yeah, I mean, um, Panthers Panthers play Storm this week, then they've got the bye, but then they've got Dolphins, Dogs, and Sharks, who are weak on their left-edge defense. So three games there leading into the finals where Critter might sort of average quite well, and then... Perfect time to sell. And then just get rid of him. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah I like that. That's so nice. what, what, you could, what you could do is stoke the fire and start to, um, start to have some discussions with one of the guys in your league. 
you pick out a player in your mind that you 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 want to be targeting, and you start the start the discussion. And then as soon as he starts to score really well, oh, this is critter. Mm. You start to ramp it up. Mm. And the other thing is like most people should have a Facebook group or a WhatsApp group or whatever. What you want to do is if. For example, critters in your head, you're like, okay, I'm going to start shopping critter around after he scores a couple of big games. The first big game that he has, just suck his dick so much on the fucking chat. Just go, fuck, boys, how good's critter? <laughs> like, post up fucking highlights and just talk about, like, how well he played and how good he's coming back from origin and just suck his dick all the way down to the chewy center. So yeah. everyone's just like, fuck, <laughs> Natty likes Critter. Fuck, a big Critter yeah. fan. And that'll just sort of get everyone, put him on everyone's radar, just like, oh, yeah, Critter did have a good game, actually. Hey, hang on. Just let me check how he's traveling. Oh, fuck, three-round average of 70. Okay, so he is going quite well. Then you put him on everyone's radar. Then you start to sell him, and everyone's like, oh, shit, you're going to sell him? Oh, oh, yeah, fuck, I'll take him off your hands, 100%. So, yeah, just another ploy, another little tool in the toolbox, Weapon in the utility belt. Got to play the man. Oh, 100%. It's, it, it, the one shame um, for this season is that he's not dual. Mm. Um, so he's only CTW. He's not CTW fullback like we're hoping. So, um, yeah, that, that is one thing that's a bit of a shame. But, yeah, he's definitely, definitely a guy that has a lot of value. And I, I feel like he's going to dip away once we get into the finals. So picking up someone like a, like a DWZ – or someone who's um, yeah, who's got a really good strength of schedule that we'll get to when we get to the fetches is definitely something that I'd be looking at targeting if I was an owner. I love it, bro. Who have we got next? All right, on the next one, 13th, um, we've got the Eels. And like you mentioned before, funnily enough, it's, it flips around and they have the, the sixth best strength of schedule for the sixth round average. So it, it, this, is a, this is a bit of an odd one. Um, they, they come up against the, the Dragons, the Broncos, the Roosters and the Penny Panthers. So they score most of their points down the left, as we know, 60 points on average um, and 1.7 tries on average. Um, uh, the Dragons concede most of their points and tries to the right-sided players. The Broncos concede most of the points to right-sided players, but concede both, both sides of the field evenly for tries. Uh, the Roosters concede most points to left-sided players and tries as well. So that might be a game where um, players like Sivo, Simonson, um, and Arcee might might score well. Um, the big thing shit. there is that the, the Broncos have been leaking so many points in the last sort of five Just rounds. Just in general. Yeah. Like before that, they were the staunchest fucking super coach defensive side in the comp. Which mm. is why for season long, like they've got such a bad. So if the yes. Broncos can turn it around, and become more of a defensive outfit, you know, Eels will go back to having a pretty poor strength of schedule. But yeah, Broncos is the real outlier there. That's a weird one. And and also just with St George getting pumped a few times with pretty heavy scores, it's um yeah, it's one of the reasons why um things for the season long have, have gone pretty poorly for them. Um, mm. And then the Penny Panthers concede most of the right side of players, both points and um, and tries. So, looking looking through, there's not there's apart from that Roosters matchup, which with this defensive systems, you'd expect it to be a fairly close, low scoring affair. It's a bit of a worry, apart mm. from that Dragons game, especially so, because they're so left dominant. The Eels, mm, yeah. 
So that's where guys like Guffo is um, 15th and 10th, Moses 17th and 16th, like fucking alarm bells. Mm. Um, Will Panasini on the right side, um, 10th and 3rd. So actually um, has a pretty decent um, strength of schedule just based off uh, being on that right side. Simmonson, um, who I'm an owner now, um, 16th and 10th. So terrible, but not absolutely awful. Um, Sevo, 16th and 8th. Again, pretty similar. Lane, just inside of them, um, he's expected to be back round 20 or possibly even 19. Um uh seventh and second so actually quite good it's definitely one of the ones that um that could be a bit of an outlier um and i think there's there's a lot of points that'll be scored from this team against the dragons and i think it's going to be some real tough matchups in those last three games of the season for them there isn't a better i wouldn't be be targeting any of these players to bring in there isn't a better team for flips Oh, absolutely! This yes. is the flip team. This is yes. flip fucking tastic. The Eels because it's like, one. Of, it's one of the teams, the real, like the Ferrari high scoring teams. Well, and because they're playing so well, I mean, Gutho mm. has a five round average of ninety nine at the moment. Mitchell Moses, 89, 90. Jermaine Hopgood, eighty three. These are five round averages. Bailey Simonson, seventy five. Will Penasini, 68. I mean, please. Yeah, you'd have to be shopping around Penasini off that 100. He'll no, he won't do that again this Shop season. Shop them all around, bro. Yeah. Gutho, Moses, Hopgood, Simonson, Penasini, Madison. Doesn't matter. Shop them all around. Like, this is – it doesn't get any better than this for flips because you're selling so high on a player that's going to come in to some tough matchups in your Supercoach finals. Like, one – they're obviously playing overs at the moment. Like a five-round average of 99 is not sustainable, right? So you're already selling high on a guy at the right time. And then you add in that their strength of schedule gets harder in the finals. It's a no-brainer. So- and it's, and it, it's always easy to to get, um, I don't know, to second-guess yourself when you're making those trades when they, they keep scoring really well. You're never going to get it absolutely perfect for when to sell a player. Um, there, there, there'll be times when you sell a player and they keep going really well for another month or two, and then you're like, "Fuck, I should have held him for a little bit longer." But if you held him for that little bit longer, you wouldn't have been able to make the trade. No, because options options would have would have gone elsewhere, and players would have um, would, have, would have stayed with whoever they they're with at that time. So you've got to you've got to play what's in front of you. Yeah, and the thing is. Like a perfect example is Latrell Mitchell, right? And we were harping on about selling Latrell Mitchell pretty much after his first big game. We're just like, yep. this is the time. Then he put up another big score and we're like, hello, like this is the time to sell him. And now a lot of people out there who still have Latrell Mitchell now would have obviously been like, oh, but he's scoring so well for me. I need points. Like, let's go, let's go. And it got to a point where it's too fucking late. He's going to come back in round 20. And people are going to have one eye on the finals and be going, well, my fucking grandfather's around t- 26. Why the fuck would I want Latrell Mitchell? I mean, I'll take him, but at a discounted price, thank you very fucking much. So perfect example of sometimes you just got to pull the trigger. Sometimes it doesn't come off. I get that. But fucking, you got to risk it to get the biscuit. It's all about the gamble for draft. Yeah, and, and you've got to... You've 
you got to at least try to make the trade because um, if you if you're trying to fix up deficiencies in the rest of your side, getting like two for ones for these real high octane players, like in the form that Gutho's in, coming off three hundreds oh in a row, God. you could almost get anyone for it. Ding ding ding! Like it's it, it, honestly like, is there a better better? No, there isn't. Gutho in no, the league at this moment. He's number one. He is number yeah. one, bro. He's a he's clear number one. Number two is Daylight. Number three is probably Moses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the big thing there is if one, <clears throat> obviously, your grand final, they're going to be playing um, the Penrith Panthers, which is mm. obviously the hardest matchup for Supercoach wise. So you don't want that. So you're looking at that, you're just going, well, if I make the grand final, why the fuck would I want a Parramatta Eel player? The other thing is, if your grand final's round 27, they have the buy. Like, it's. <laughs> I can't stress this in- enough. Eels, get rid of them. Get yes. rid of them. You don't <laughs> want any Eels. Yeah. They've been doing. And look. If, if you're listening to this and you need to make the finals, that's a different story. And we'll talk about that in the wire. Run the table. They do have a really good strength of schedule leading into the finals. But this is just about finals. You don't want them. I don't want them. No way. So No, and, and you and you bury your team if you try to keep them as well. Yep. Um, because you can be strengthening up other areas in your team, especially for your finals matchups. So yep. one, to, one to think about. All right. I like next it. up, Next up, 14th, we're looking at the cows. So they've got the and they're another one who flipped the flip this flip the script in um six round average because they end up end up having the third best strength of schedule. Mm, so it, that's where form plays a real part in this. And this is the first time we've done the strength of schedule based on form. And you know just what? as a comparison. The big thing there for the Cowboys, Broncos are now shit, Dolphins are now shit. Do you know mm, what I mean? You look at this no. strength of schedule early in the year, Broncos are staunch. Sharks are staunch. Dolphins are staunch. That's a really bad strength of schedule. But form-wise, like, you want to play the Broncos and the Dolphins at the moment. So, yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. So, they've been scoring um, most of their points on the left side, but scoring most of their tries on the right side. Um, but it's pretty pretty well even on both edges with the try scoring, though. Um, definitely with Tolungi and um, Holmes picking up a few tries in the last few weeks, it's definitely evened it out. That Valame is going all right, too. Um, yes. Uh, so look at looking through their their games. They got the Broncos in round twenty three. They got the buy in twenty four, which is a tough one. And they got the Sharks in twenty five, and the Dolphins, which is a real sexy matchup, in round twenty six. So in the Broncos, they can see most of their points down the right side. Uh, to, sorry, to right sided players. Uh, the Sharks same, and the Dolphins the same. Mm. So if you've got left sided players like. Tolungi, like Holmes, it's not a great look. Mm. Um, so Drinky has a poor strength of schedule, 16th and 12th. Holmes, 14th and 13th. Dearden, not as bad, 8th and 12th. And uh, Tolungi has 15th and 13th. So those are the, those are the key um, super coach relevant guys. Um, but yeah. I mean, I'll be looking at shopping some of them around, but it does look like some of those teams, um, especially like the Broncos and the and the Dolphins matchup, there could be a few points to be had there. The one for me is Drinky, and we just talked about Gutho, like just soaring at the moment. Oh yeah, Drinky is fucking soaring. So his five round average is one hundred and ten. Uh, he's gone since round twelve. 
probably when I lost him. Um, <laughs> he was going 95, 117, 104, 95, and then 140 on the weekend. So, there, like, he's he's in the same boat as Gutho. Like you said, it's still it, high. Who, okay, let, let devil's advocate here. We can we can we can talk about them both at the same time. Mm-hmm. Who's the option to bring in? To bring in for them? Mm-hmm. Um, do you, do you go one for two? Or yeah, one hundred percent. One for one. That's where you start. You for guys that have got five round averages that are almost well a hundred plus or almost a hundred like Gutho and Drinky. You start with a two for one. See what you mm-hmm. can get. Push the envelope, and then if you land on. You know, it's a one-for-one one and you're picking up a fullback that's got a better strength of schedule than uh, one of these guys. Like, for example, if you could get Drinky and trade for a CTW and a fullback with a really good strength of schedule, like, I like that. Like, if you could get mm. Drinky and you could get Ronaldo Molotalo and Jerome, Jerome Buller, two-for-one. Oh, you could easily do that across the line, for I like, sure. I like that. And we'll get into it soon, but they're two blokes who have phenomenally Mm. fantastic strengths of schedule. So, look, and and he's a perfect example because you'd just be going, drink, he's my boy, I'm going to ride him all the way to the finals. And, look, he may continue to pump out really big scores. But you know what we know about Drinky? He can also fucking shit the bed. What was that score in in the first or second round? It was like four? Bro, so he's, when, he's, whenever I owned him, he was shit. He got one. He got one in round two, one point. <laughs> he got one point. Oh, you would have been praying for that down ground grade as well. One point down in down. round two. He got um, he got 49 in round seven, 44 in round nine. So, like, floating around the 40s and 50s early on in the season, and then mm. obviously he's gone super sane. Um, he's got a five-round average of 110. Yeah, I know. It's, Holy fuck. It's ridiculous, bro. Yeah. And the thing is... Like, they've just been pumping teams. Like, I'm not exactly sure. Like, put scored 31 points against the Bunnies, scored 27 points against the Panthers, um, scored 45 points against Storm. Do you know what I mean? Like, But, I mean, like, his, his resurgence in form has coincided and probably been the result of the Cows' form. Yes. So, he, he's playing better. He Well... The cows are playing better because he's been playing better. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I agree. So, but we'll always stand by that you need to sell high on a player that's playing above their weight. And he's playing above his weight at the moment. There's no two ways about it. You know, like he, five-round average, 110, like, you know, you could even, if if fucking Turbo was still healthy and he was he had a five-round average of 110, you'd be going, Maybe Turbo is fucking overplaying his hand here as well. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a <laughs> it's a supersonic score at the moment. So I'd be looking to move him on. And like you said, two for one deal, love it. Yeah, I mean, if we weren't considering strength of schedule, I think like um, talk of Garrick or someone like that mm. moving the fullback. Mm. Um, Garrick the, plus the someone under- you, do, you never know. Garrick Garrick plus someone like in the form that um, in the form that what's his um, drink he's got? Like why why not? Exactly. Um, yeah. So, anyway, um, next cab off the rank, we've got 15th spot is the Raiders. Um, so, they're pretty pretty close with the six-round average. So, they're 14th, um, scoring most of their points and tries on the right side. Um, scored most of their um, points and tries um, at the start of the season. So, they've slowed up a little bit recently. Um, but they, they've really gone up um, recently. Uh, for the six-round average due to the poor form of the Bronx and the Doggies. 
Um, so we based a lot of the stats that we're, we're spitting out here um, from a week, two weeks ago when we started to pull all this together. Um, based on the stats that I pulled together at the start of this week um, for the Patreon update, they've actually gone up to six round average of sixth. Okay. Mm, so for strength of schedule. So, um, and that that's purely because they play the West Tigers, the Storm, the Doggies, and the Broncos. And the Doggies and Broncos have been performing terribly um, for uh, Supercoach points conceded. So they also, if you look through each of these teams, and this is why I'm, I'm quietly confident with some of the players that I've got. Um, so I mentioned before, right side dominant in their point scoring. Mm. Each of the teams, West Tigers, Melbourne Storm, Bulldogs, and the Broncos all concede points to right-sided teams. Mm. Oh, right to right-sided uh, opposed players. Yes, yep. yes, yes. So guys guys like Timiko, Fogarty, um, Rapana, They've actually got pretty good strength of schedules. And you can add into that um, Hudson Young over the other side. The one that stands out, though, Jackie Whiten. He's got a strength of schedule of the worst, 17th for overall, uh, for uh, season long, and 17th for six-round average. So they'll be they'll be marking up on him pretty heavily regardless, but just how, how the strength of the defensive teams are, they're not going to be attacking that way, and Ricky won't be pushing them down those corridors. Mm, Canberra's such a a weird team at the moment, isn't it? Because like obviously they're hard the last, to get a, they're hard to get a read on. Yeah, and the uh, other thing is, it's like because the last two teams that we talked about, cows and, and eels, they were just standout cells for mm. the for the Raiders. There's no standout guys. That there's are no, just there's no one that's there's no one that's punching massively. No. Set Tim, Timiko has had he was punching pretty hard um, towards the middle of the season. He started to pair off a little bit in the last month to two months. So his value has shot through through the floor. So you're not really selling him for anyone. Coy probably. Fogarty's mid-50s. Horsburgh's one that you could sell, but, I mean, like a, a, a front row forward that you can plug in there for 60 to mm. 70 points around. And you've also got a Papa Lee <laughs> that's just been injured as well. Yeah, so like everything's, everything's just looking up and up for him at the moment. Mm. So I'd be keeping him. Like Tino, I mean, not Tino, um, Tarpane. He's not going to be a sell because when you're looking at strength of schedule, it's not impacting your middle forwards as much. Mm. So your locks, your front row forwards, and even to a degree, sometimes your hookers, not as much for concern. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's definitely um, definitely one that was of interest to me because yeah, they're, they're flipping the script for the um, for that six round um, strength of schedule of sixth is pretty interesting. Yep. Um, okay, next next cab off the rank, we've got the Dragons. So everyone's got heaps of Dragons players, I bet. Um, they've got the- <laughs> Just regardless um, of strength of schedule, just fucking <laughs> exactly. sell on, like Exactly. So look, um, 15th um, uh, strength of schedule for six-round average. They, they're obviously dominant on their right side because that's where Benny Hunt plays, or for the moment anyway. Um, Parramatta- uh, Souths, Melbourne, and Warriors, so the Wars. Um, so the Parramatta conceding mostly to left-sided players, Souths to right-sided players, Melbourne to right-sided players, and Warriors to right-sided players. So it actually lines up fairly well, um, but how many opportunities will they actually get? I'm going to say limited. Mm. Benny Hunt's strength of schedule is um, for specific to his position, 
obviously right-sided um, half, 17th and 14th. Terrell Sloan, 14th and 16th. And Jackie Bird being the most likely one who's going to be owned is 14th and 8th. So not fantastic and obvious sell targets, especially with Jackie Bird with that knee thing that we spoke with um, physio about. It's not one that I'd, I'd want to be carrying on my books. Um, I'd be shifting him on for sure. Yep. If because you could like, get anything, anything for yeah. anyone from the Dragons, do it. I, I, except, except for guys like Jack DeBellin, uh, Black Laurie, just your middle forwards that they're just your set and forget 50 to 50, 50 to 60 point players. Hmm. Um, yeah, Jack DeBellin, especially. Jack DeBellin has no of, upside. Get rid of Jack Bird. If you listen to the latest oh, Patri- um, NRL Physio uh, podcast, I was talking about Jack Bird, his knee issues. I forget what mm. thing, whatever's going on with his knee, but it's not good. No. It didn't no, sound exactly. good, that's for sure. So, And yeah. it's it, it's it's one of the knees that he's had a, a Rico on. So, mm. yeah, I don't want to be touching that with barge ball. No. don't want to be touching it with your dick, mate. No. Um, all right, next. We got the seventeenth, so the Titans. Ooh, worst this, strength of, worst this looks strength bad. of schedule. This looks bad. Worst strength of schedule for um, for season long. Second worst for um, six round average. This is obviously based off a couple of weeks ago. Um, they're sc- scoring most of their points down the left side. Um, scoring fairly well down their left side. Don't worry about that. But looking at where the points are conceded for the teams that they're versing, so the Warriors. They can see points to right-sided team, right-sided players. Staunch team as well. Staunch team. Sharks conceding to right-sided players. Staunch Staunch team. Panthers conceding mainly to right-sided players. Staunch team. (laughs) Melbourne, Storm conceding mostly to right-sided players. Staunch Staunch team. So, look, if you've got any attacking players, and I'm going to – I've said previously that um, Fafita is matchup proof, but no one is that fucking matchup proof. Mm. Um, you'll still be getting your 60 to 70 points that you can bank on with Fafita. And if you're in a if you're in a non-captain's league, don't worry about it. Just let, just ride the, ride the flow. That's great. If you're in a captain's league, you need to be looking at shifting him on while he's like at the pinnacle. Yep. At the moment, so five, is, five round average of ninety three. Yeah, like the time. The time now is to sell because people will be looking to finals and people will be going. Oh, they're not looking close enough to see how shit of a run the Titans have. They're looking. Oh, what captaincy options can I can I grab? And mate, is there any better captaincy option than Fafita? Obviously not with that that strength of schedule, but mate, it, like positionally. You've got um, Fafita has the 16th and the, the 15th in, um, season long and uh, six round average. Then you've got Brumo, the worst and the worst strength Jesus. of schedule. So you need to be shifting off, shifting on guys like Brumo, even Kelly. Um, so 13th and 9th, not the worst. Um, Sammy. Semi's had a knack of just scoring tries this season. It's, he's had an absolute cracker of a season. He's, I think he's played every position in the back line except for f- fullback. But he's he's got the 15th for season long and sixth for six-round average. Um, th- these are the main guys that people will be owning. Um, the, the big two are, are there the, are David Fafita, Brian Kelly. David Fafita, uh, uh, yeah. 93, five-round average. Brian Kelly, 71, five-round average. Yeah, and look, 
I, I'm I'm the biggest of Brian Kelly fans, but if you can get some value Have in to. a trade, you, you you gotta you gotta be looking. And it's at only going to get better for the Titans because. Like, obviously, they play Raiders this weekend. Then they play the Dolphins, then Eels, then Roosters, then Cowboys before the finals. Mm. So all of teams that are, you know, conceding bulk supercoach points at the moment. So doesn't matter when you choose to fucking sell David Fafita or Brian Kelly. They'll be coming off a sexy game. No doubt. Do you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, God. I, I had someone DM me today about David Feeder and he said, like, do I shop him around and try and get a two-for-one here? Of course you do. Yeah. Of course you do. Like, if it doesn't come off and you don't get what you want, of course you're just going to go into the finals with David Feeder, and that might be okay. Yeah. But at the moment, selling high on him and then knowing that the Titans have the worst strength of schedule in the finals. I mean, you're just going in with a loaded gun. You need to shop him around, see what you can get. Just get a guy. And this is what the Patreon's perfect for because you can just go on there and you can have a look at what back rowers have really good strengths of schedule that, you know, they've got a high probability of attacking plays and scoring tries. Pick one of them. Partner him up with a CTW fullback, whatever you want to do, an attacking player that's got another good strength of schedule, that their names not, might not be as sexy as David Feeder. And they might look at that trade and go, what? Yes, give me David Feeder every fucking day of the week. And then all of a sudden, you've got two guys that, bada bing, bada boom, that are going to score well in the finals for you. That's all that matters. Yeah. And look, when you're talking about um, like a non-captain's league, like getting a two for one for a oh. guy like David Fido is it's it's money for a rope, honestly. It's fucking fantastic, bro. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. You've you've covered, you've covered. I've written them down because I, I sort of want to harp back on them when I go through the fetches. Um, mm. But the main ones there, man: Critter, Gutho, Moses, Hopgood, Drinky, David Fido, and Brimo. Yeah. Yum. Yum, 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 and, yum, yum. And yum. look, a lot, a lot of them are going to line up. And that's where that's where the flip that we've we've pulled together for the Patreon, like the flip and fetch, which is, uh, well, we actually pulled it together for the wire. Um, but it's obviously just being brought out each week for the um, the Patreon. But it's a really good um, really good trigger for you to identify, oh, yeah. So these are the, these are the players that I should be either targeting to, to get out of my team or to bring in. And yep. it, it's it's just a good finger on the pulse sort of thing for planning your trades, not just for draft, but also for, for classic. 100%. Classic. The flip and fetch stat sheets on there, you partner that up with your break-even gear. Mm. Mm, yummy. Very Definitely. fucking yummy. So just to talk about where we're looking at here on the Patreon. So when we talk about where teams are dominant and where teams uh, are weak, you go on to the team stat sheets. Is that where, that's what it's called in the Patreon team uh, stat sheets? I, I I just have to look at what I call it. Uh, it is the it's sheet number five. It's the team summary sheets. Team summary so sheet. Yep. It so goes you- it goes through points scored. So where what side they're scoring, and then also tries. So try scoring left, try scoring right, 
and also conceding for both points scored and try scored. So effectively, you're looking at every single team and you're looking at where they're strong in attack and where they're weak in defense. So that's where we've got that from. The other one, obviously, is the strength of schedule sheets. So when you go into the strength of schedule sheets, whether that's season long or six round average for guide, form guide, you can look at the team itself, what team, uh, where your team is ranked in the strength of schedule for round 23 to 26. But we've also got all of the positions and not just the super coach positions all of your location positions so left wing right wing left center right center left half right half left to RF, right to RF, all ranked for strength of schedule which means how we've ranked them with the opposition that they're coming up against in that group of games which is around 23 to 26 so that's where we're getting that, that stat info from as well so like i said mm-hmm. at the start we're not hiding anything this is all available on the patreon we're reading our stat sheets and just talking through it um here on the podcast so it's it's good because it's the first year that we've been able to actually give out because we we only ever look through the keyhole with what stats are available you can make the you can make your review based on the plays that you have with the with all the stat sheets we're, we're obviously talking about the 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 main players but not all the players that we talk about are going to be relevant to your team And like I said, I use this every single week. I use these stat sheets. I go in there. I look at my my player. I'm going to have to stop giving you these fucking sheets. (laughs) Buller, what's he? Oh, he's got the best strength of schedule. Perfect. He can stay in the team. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's get into these fetches. That was good, bro. I've made my notes. Very, very good. Um, So I'm going to be talking about, obviously, the top six teams with the strength of schedule, best strength of schedule for around 23 to 26, and the players within those sides that are humming as well. So first up, it's a bit of a vanilla one here. It's the Dolphins. They've got the best strength of schedule for the season, fifth best uh, for form guide. Weird, weird team for attacking as well. Like most of their super coach points are coming down the left. Most of their tries are scored in the right through Asako. Uh, they are coming up against Newcastle, Roosters, Tigers, Cowboys. Uh, so it's probably their right edge that I'm looking at here. So Newcastle weak on their left, Tigers weak on their left, Cowboys a little bit even with their with their defense, uh, but they do leak points um, to left wingers, uh, to right wingers. Sorry. So yeah, it's just a hard one because they're not they're not attacking well and they're not attacking anywhere where you can sort of put your finger on and go, okay, this is where all their points are getting scored. Mm. Um, but I do know that they are struggling at the moment and they will continue to struggle over the next few weeks. So you might get certain players at bottom rate dollar. I'm talking Hammer. I'm talking Asako. I'm talking JMK. Guys that are great pedigree that are going to score well because of this strength of schedule. Um, that you might get cheap. So I'd be looking at those guys. The other guy that sort of popped up really sexy was uh, Connolly Lemuelu, but him being dropped back to the bench, I wouldn't worry too much Mm. about him. I'd just be looking at guys that have performed well for the Dolphins throughout the season that are going to struggle over the next few weeks. They're going to be down. Guys are going to probably want to get rid of them. That's when I'd strike. So if you can get Hammer, Sarko, or JMK cheap, I do like that. I do like that I'll play. T- I tell you what, Asako would be a great pickup. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's only scored below fifty. What is it? Three times this season, three times below fifty. Yeah, as a winger. Yep. 
And the thing I love about, like, so right winger coming up against Newcastle, um, who concede all their points to right wingers, Tigers as well, and then to finish it up with the Cowboys. I mean, yeah, he could score over that four-game strength uh, stretch. Asako could probably score at least four tries. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, so not a great one to kick it off with. And it gets it gets better and better as we go down. It gets real fucking sexy. So next up is Tigers, which surprisingly they have a really sexy strength of schedule. Second best of season, fourth best for um for your form guide there, six round average. Dominant on their right attack. All down their right. Fifty-six points per play on their right, one point five tries per game down their right. They've got the Raiders, Warriors, Dolphins, and Roosters. And, yeah, it just depends on the Tigers and how they're going to attack. Uh, you know, at the moment, obviously mm. struggling with no Apicorosau, Luke Brooks as well, just signed with Manly. Well, Brooksy, Brooksy will be coming coming back soon. For the um, finals, you, how, you would I think. Dane, I don't know how Dane Laurie will be playing. No, it's it's a lot of what-ifs. And, I mean, the, be- the best thing about, like, round 23, is, which is when the finals start, they will have Brooks and Appy back in the side. Which is great. So, mm-hmm. you know, the Tigers without those players are going to struggle. Uh, they're probably going to be playing a little bit unders than what you used to. So, for example, uh, Buller, who has the best strength of schedule for fullbacks specifically, for season long and six-round average, he is probably going to have a few down games over the next three weeks, right? Mm. He could be a nice little pickup. One, his name means nothing. He's been in the game two seconds. People are going to just be like, yeah, fuck, I'll get rid of him. What, I got him free agent. Like, who gives a fuck? So you're going to get him real cheap, and then he's going to come in, and he's got a really sexy strength of schedule. So he might be a nice little pickup, but you just might have to, yeah, pounce when the time is right. And he's the type of guy that could probably go big at any time. He's just that type of player. So you just got to get your timing right. Isaiah Papaliti. He's got the second best strength of schedule for um, his position, both season long and six round average. Appy has a really good strength of schedule at hooker. So another guy that you could get dirt cheap coming off injury. Remember, it's only a jaw. He's still going to be fit. He's going to come in. There's going to be no issues. Um, and the other guy at the moment who's probably available uh, on free agents or waivers is Sean Ball. Like he has been mm. killing it. Uh, by the time you listen to this, it might be a little bit harder to get him, but there's a few guys there that interest me. The best thing about the Tigers is because of those big stars and, and being out, you're going to get these guys cheap. So that's that's mm. the silver lining here for the Tigers. Um, and you do want those right-edge players 100%. Yeah. I, I think I, I definitely want to add add into that maybe Stafford Tower and, um, mm. and Nofo. So Stafford Tower is obviously... He's shifted into the um, into the five eight spot, covering for Luke Brooks while he's out injured. I've, it's torpedoed his scores for sure, but he was scoring really fucking yep. well, really well at that right center spot. So mm. I, that shift back, I think that could do wonders for his his output for sure. Yep, yeah, I do like that. Yeah, big call. Yep. All right, let's get into some sexy, some sexy teams, sexy players here. Sharks with the third best strength of schedule for the season long, second best for six-round average. Now, Sharks are a weird one. So they they 
score the majority of their super coach points down their right, 64 points per player, and the majority of their points, uh, their tries down their left edge, 1.7. That's because Nico Hines plays both sides of the ruck. Now, mm. it, they're a left dominant side, right? It's just yeah. that all the tries that are getting scored down the left come from Nico Hines' hands. He's actually a right-edge player, so he has to be attributed those points when we do the stats. But Sharks yep, yep. are a left-edge dominant side. So know that when we're coming in here. Sharks play the Souths, South Sydney Rabbitohs. They let in mo- the majority of their points to right-edge um, attacking players, so not a great matchup there. But then it goes Titans, Cowboys, Knights, and they leak all their points to left edge players. Ooh, and lovely. leak a lot of super coach points as well. I do I do like that um left dominance is is the name of the game. Um and all, uh, like- holding holding that stack of um Talakai and then Wilton might help me. Hundred. Especially Talakai. I'll be talking mm. about Talakai and Ronaldo Molotalo a lot over the next oh, three yeah. weeks. You need one of those two players. They are going to have some sort of final series. Yeah, I think Molotalo, he's got, he's got the second best strength of schedule for left wings uh, for both season long and six round average. And I just think he goes on an absolute fucking tear. I mean, even, even up against the Bunnies, who concede the majority of their points to right edge attacks. Like he's going to be coming up against Richie Kenner. Probably scores a double there anyway. So, I mean, fuck me. Mulatalo is sexy. And we're talking about who could you, who could you target when you're selling guys that are just going supersonic at the moment. So just say you're selling Gutho. If you sold Gutho and got, you know, a fullback to back up and then partner that with Mulatalo. Like, oh man, that's a Buller, Buller and Mulatalo. Oh, I would take, like I would 100 Buller, Mulatalo for Gutho. I would take that. And that's such an easy sell. It's such an easy get. Like, and you'd, be, and you'd be, you'd be ridiculed by most people just saying, you're an idiot. Yeah. And you're just what like, are you doing? Don't worry about me, bro. You do you, boo. Keep your head on your side of the fence. My team's my team's sweet. <laughs> my team's sweet. Obviously, you're not a subscriber. Yes. <laughs> uh, exactly. So yeah, I, I love all everything about the Sharks left. Obviously, Nico Hines, but he's unattainable. Uh, Kennedy as well. I think he'll pop up on both sides of the ruck. He's going to be really sexy in this uh, Supercoach final series. Blake Braley, yum. Uh, mm. Hookers are going to be hard to get because they're. A f- yeah, they're so rare. A good hooker is rare, but he's uh, he's and got you, some sexy usually matchups. have to pay pretty good money to get him too. This type of hooker, bro. This type of classy, oh, yes, classy, yes. classy hooker. You yes. got to pay, bro. It's, it's not just fucking flinging him a hundred dollar bill or you know twenty for a little sucky sucky in the back of the car. This one's Braley's the type of hooker that wants to come up, wants to fucking take a bubble bath. He could treat him nice, bro. Treat him real nice. He's classy. So you're gonna, it's gonna be really hard to get Braley. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. I love, I love sharks. I, just, mm, mm, mm. and when you talk about teams that are so dominant on one edge, like the sharks, that really gets me hard. Like, this is how I approach my betting as well. I look at teams that are super dominant on one edge, and when they come up against a side that's super weak 
on the opposing edge and that matches up, that's fucking Christmas for me. Mm. That is fucking Christmas. So, for example, just off the top of my head, the Sharks, super dominant on their left. You've got Titans. Titans are so weak on their right. They're conceding 1.8 tries per game to left edge attacks, which works out perfectly because Sharks are fucking scoring 1.7. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, oh, oh, <laughs> fuck. So we love the Sharks, bro. Let's move on yes. to the Knights. They have the fourth best strength of schedule and the best strength of schedule six rounds. So looking really good for you for the Knights. They are a right edge dominant attacking team, scoring 60 points per player on their right for super coach points. 1.7 tries a game on their right as well. And look at this, bro. They play it's the- interesting with, the, with having the beast as an attacking option and how left dominant in attack um Palmer's usually just dumb young man. The fact that the they fact just want to get yeah, sling it yeah, out exactly. young, get the predator yeah. the ball, he scores. It's simple as that. Um, this is Those so sexy. Games. Dolphins concede all their points to right attacks, Bulldogs concede all their points to right attacks, <laughs> Bunnies concede all their points to right attacks, Sharks concede all their points to right attacks. So Four out of four games there, the Knights have a really good edge matchup with their right attack coming up against poor left edge defenses. Yum. Really yum here. Dane Gagai has the best strength of schedule for right centers, both season long and six round average. Hastings and He's actually a really good, um, really good target, Gagai, this week, because he's obviously out injured. So you could tell a story around how long he may be out or whatever. And you might be able to get a trade across the line, um, yeah, for, I don't know, someone like, um, oh, maybe not Sevo because Sevo's been underperforming, but someone someone who's got a poor strength of schedule moving forward that you've got in your team. And you're Panasini like, oh. for Gagai. Panasini, yes. There you go. Gagai's probably outperformed Panasini, but fuck off that 100. Mm. Who knows? Mm. And the thing is, Knights, because they've been they haven't been playing well. You know, people got a bad taste in their mouth about the Knights. They're like, you know what? Fuck, I probably could like get rid of him, or I don't want him, or do you know what I mean? The Eels have been humming as well, yeah, absolutely, just tearing it on. Exactly, exactly, bro. So I think just anyone on that right edge for the Knights, um, Dom Young, Gagai, both halves have a really good strength of schedule um, in the finals. KP is an interesting one, a really, Mm. really interesting one. And I'm going to get into a little bit more about him later, but he's one of my, one of my more, yeah, he's one of my favorite targets, uh, probably because it's a gamble and I love to gamble. But the thing (laughs) is for the Knights, he has an all right strength of schedule. I think it's sixth for fullbacks, but Hastings and Gamble both have really sexy strength of schedule um, in the halves of the Knights. But what that tells me is that there's just going to be points on offer for KP because obviously when he's playing well, he's playing both sides of the ruck, he's playing like a half on both sides of the field, also playing fullback. If all those three positions have a good good strength of schedule, that only means one thing, KP is going to fucking blast. So He he effectively plays as a second 5'8". So it it stands to reason that yeah if, mm. if the if the strength of schedule is good for your two halves it's going to be fucking good for your fullback exactly exactly bro so yeah I don't mind him he's very interesting KP um, obviously with the head knocks it's a gamble but he's a he's a guy 
especially coming off of like a poor performance on the weekend, guy that you could probably get cheap, Knights are struggling. But, man, Dolphins, dogs, especially those first two, like Dolphins, mm. Bulldogs, wow. Yeah, I like it. Um, and then we move into the Roosters, the struggling Roosters. Uh, they've got the fifth best strength of schedule, 11th best uh, strength of schedule uh, for six round. They are a little bit of a weird one as well, just because they haven't been fucking um, scoring points. They just don't score points. So, like, there's not enough data to sort of get where they're uh, strong in defense. But most of their super coach points going down their right and more of their tries going down the left. They play Manly, they play Dolphins, they play Eels, they play Tigers. So it really is a pretty sensual run. Oh, have they have they been scoring tries though? No, no. Like that's what I mean. Like one try <laughs> is dominant for them. We just talked about the Sharks with 1.7 down their left. One man. try a game on their left, that means they're dominant down that edge, bro. They suck. But yeah. One man's trash is another man's fucking treasure. And you're getting some absolute guns, pedigree guns, for cheap. And that's the only way I can sort of sell these Roosters players, right? You're getting Teddy low. You're getting look at, look at you, the Manu low. Yeah, 100%, bro. Like, this is – and this is – you, you, Is this you kicking the tires right now, slapping the bonnet? No, well, I'm I'm telling people to go like because I've got Roosters players, uh, so because if yeah, I'm you're, you, that's because you're a homer. If I'm selling Roosters players, I'm not talking like this. I'm selling Roosters players. I'm uh, going, oh, we're turning it around, bro. Like we are the Roosters. You think this okay. is going to continue, bro? <laughs> We've got some well, points. I was I was I was saying this at the start of the season. We got some so points in us, man. Maybe. You want? Did you see Manu on the weekend, bro? Pumped about seven dudes on the way to the try line. Fuck, you want that doing your team? That's how I'm talking if I'm selling yeah, that's players. That's, that's how true. That's how I'm talking. Yeah, yeah. But th- this is the only silver lining is they're just cheap at the moment. It, they're mm-hmm. all cheap. Everybody's on the same page. Everyone knows they suck. Everyone knows they can't score points. They're struggling. The fucking injuries are mounting. The only thing I can say is their strength of schedule isn't terrible. It's pretty good, actually, like especially for the right edge attacking players for Roosters. You've got Manly conceding all their points uh, to right attacks. Dolphins, all their points to right attacks. Parramatta is the opposite, but then West Tigers uh, in round 26 who concede all their points to right attacks as well. So it's all about the right attacks, which means, you know, Manu is up for go. That's, that's what I was saying before, like, I would probably sell Manu off that game if his strength of schedule wasn't so good. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's the that's the tough one. Um, um Sam Walker, yeah. like coming back in round twenty, he's probably on free agents. Go get him. Might as well. Mm. Have a go. Like he the the, the strength of schedule's good. He's got the fourth best for his position, third best for six round average. Like, it's nice. Teddy, second best strength of schedule amongst fullbacks. You'll get him for a steal. Everyone hates oh, Teddy at the moment. Oh, it's right. Especially and New South like, Wales fans. I'd I'd be I'd be really <laughs> interested for owners to understand like what would it are you still a believer or would you be tempted by say a buller or maybe a drinky or a I mean I wouldn't be selling either of those for him, but maybe a gutho to him. Well, I mean Gutho, you could almost go Gutho and Manu. <laughs> 
I mean, Gutho and um, Gutho for Teddy and Manu. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, and this is the thing. It's it's such a gamble with the Roosters because we just haven't seen anything from them. But the there's, thing- been no, there's been no signs to say this is turning around. No, no. I would, Teddy's hard. I'd rather Manu. Like if you get Gutho for Manu. I do. I, I, I don't mind that because the thing is, like, who are you? I don't be- know whether Teddy turns it around this season. No, it's That's hard. The thing. It worries yeah. me, man. And the thing is, like, if you, but it's it's a, it's a spine issue. I don't think it's necessarily a Teddy issue. He just doesn't look good, bro. He's trying to, like, everyone's everyone's saying that he's trying to up. He, Have a rest. He's trying to he's trying to make things happen and all that sort of stuff. He needs to just take a back seat and pop up when he needs to, not try to create stuff. What should happen should is be leaving that to his Sand and Smith, just his leave Kiri, it, his Kiris and stuff. Leave it this year, bro. Just have a rest for the rest of the year. Put Manu back at four. Manu plays fullback for the rest of the year. Teddy <laughs> yeah, as, a, as a Manu, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teddy, I see what you're playing. Huh? Teddy heads the barley. Put the feet up, bro. You need to fucking rest. Rest those fucking oh, old yeah. bones, man. Put Manu old on bones. Don't even start <laughs> with me. The other one is uh, So he's playing right yeah. winger now, and we saw in the weekend with Manu. Right, he is just a beast at center. He's just better at center. Like mm. they, and as soon as they realize that, they just get him early ball and just watch him go. Like there's so many times there where defenses just were just not in just two minds, three, four minds. Like looking at him, just rushing up on him, and those flick balls that he likes to throw, they're going to come off eventually. And surely he's got the hands to yes. the hands and the body type. To actually make something happen from those yep. those balls. Yep. He'll have space just because yeah. Manu is Manu. So and right. a guy that he's gonna be available on a lot of waves. For as well. sure, bro. For sure. So I don't mind him either. But again, we're just talking silver lining stuff here. Roosters have been pretty bad. Pretty fucking uh, bad. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be um I wouldn't be dropping waivers or anything like that on them. No. Just see how you go. Shop around, see what happens. You never know. All right. And probably my favourite team for the strength of schedule amongst uh, this system, this final system, 23 to 26, the Warriors, baby. Yeah. So sixth best for the season, ninth best for the six-round form guy. All right edge dominant, of course, with SJ and DWZ out there. 58 points per game per player on the right, 1.6 tries down the right as well. Coming up against the Gold Coast, Tigers, Manly, and St. George. So the first game there, Tigers, it, it's a good matchup supercoach-wise. Like, Gold Coast obviously leaking points, but Gold Coast are conceding most of their points to left-edge attacks. So not an edge matchup there, but then it goes Tigers, Manly, St. George. All three of those teams are conceding points to right-edge attacks. I mean, you're ending the season there delicious. in round 26 against the St. I was going to say, it, Dragons. It's, it's the it's the start of the finals. So the Gold Coast Titans, albeit it's not the the um, the correct side, still points. They'll still it. dominate. There's still points in it, yeah. and potentially get you into a week off into the finals, and then you you finish it off with Manly and St George. Dragons in the final. That's mental. Mental, bro. Absolutely mental. Oh, like Tigers, like 47% of their tries are leaked to right attacks. Mm. 
Manly, we know how bad their left edge defense is. Like, what's the stat? Like, 10 in the last 12 games, a right winger has scored against them. We've just saw the Dragons. 54% of their tries are leaked to right edges. I mean, it just can't get any better for the Warriors at the moment. And they're just getting better and better each week, like going from strength to strength. You want SJ, you want CNK, and you definitely want Dallin with Tenny Zelezniak. Now, I know it sounds like I'm chasing points, but trust me, I had this written down before he scored 1,000 points on the weekend. He has the best strength of schedule for right wingers for season-long and six-round averages for pretty much all the final systems. Doesn't matter which one you pick. Mm. He's just... It just comes up again and again. And the fact that... Warriors are so dominant down their right, coming up against opponents that are so weak down their left. It just, oh, fuck, it's good. Oh, And the fact that I just brought him in is just making me so happy about everything. I mean, Ryan Pappenhausen, who the fuck is that cunt? Who cares? Yeah. See you, Pappy. He's dead, dead to me now. I've got, I've got. Not a keeper league. I've got the 2024 first pick, first draft pick. You've got, you've got D, the D, most. DWZ. You got the most expensive winger in the game. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Yes. Yep. So look, if you can get any Warriors players, especially on that right edge, I mean, the mm. the premium ones obviously DWZ, SJ, um, CNK, because that's how it goes. Yep. SJ makes space. CNK San, San, San on the has, sweep. Bang. Right. Full credit to Andrew Webster. He has unlocked a new dimension to SJ's football as well as CNK. And holy shit, that team, it's not, they don't throw around like a million offloads and all that sort of shit. And they play the the real brash style of footy. It's just really quality football with fucking really good defensive mindset. That's it. Like they're, they're, they're a threat this season. You just don't get, don't get don't get mistaken. You just want those really. You just want players on those really dominant edges. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Cows, they're right edge. You want players from that edge. Dragons, right? Oh, not probably not dragons, but they're super dominant on their right edge. Tigers, right edge. Warriors, right edge. Titans, left. Sharks, left. You know, you want players playing on a really dominant edge where you know the ball is just getting slung out there every fucking set. And that's the Warriors, right, baby? It's really sexy, the Warriors. I, I really like it. It really stood out to me because just because of those edges, the edge matchups, really, mm, I'll be making trying to make a lot of money over those four, four rounds with the Warriors. <laughs> Don't you worry. All right, that is the fetches. Now, I added a little bit in here because I wanted to look at the strength of schedules for middles. So mm, the, the forgotten. Yeah, because it- Forgotten players. It, for for middle, for position wise, it's really hard to sort of lock down. Like, because obviously we do the, do do the strength of schedule for front row forwards and locks, but I think it's better to just look at teams coming up against weak middles. Yep. So, for example, the Knights, all four games in the finals coming up against bottom five middle defenses. So you're looking at Adam Elliott at lock there, maybe Daniel Saifidi, definitely KP um, working his way through the guts as well. Um, Crossland. Crossland as well at hooker. Love that. So get him for freeze, maybe. You would. Fucking oath you would. You'd probably get Daniel Saifidi for free as well. So mm, yeah. um, 
that's not a bad shout there. The Sharks, three out of the four games in the finals, coming up against bottom five middle defenses. So Braden Hamlin, Ueli, McInnes, Fanukin, definitely Braley, of course, Kennedy through the guts as well. All players that I think will benefit from those poor middles, um, especially like those front row forwards for the Sharks. Like you're going to get them for free. Hamlin, Ueli, Hunt's obviously injured. Um, who also rotates through the middle, middle there? Uh, uh, Oregon Kafusi. Yeah, Oregon Kafusi. I mean, if you can get 40, 45 points out of these guys and you're getting for free. Have you said Finucane? Yep, Finucane. Yeah. McInnes is uh, an interesting McInnes, one. McInnes is above Finucane, but yeah. Yep, yep, for sure. Uh, Dolphins, uh, they're coming up against, so two out of the four games in the finals against bottom five middle defenses. So Ray Stone, JMK, Nichols, Hammer, definitely, like Hammer. Poor middle defense is coming off James mm. K's running game. Yeah, yeah, I like that, bro. I like that. And then Manly coming. So one of the games they're coming up against um, bottom five middle defenses. But the other games that they do play aren't that bad either. I really like Paseca at the moment. Jerbo coming Paseca's back. Paseca's been killing it this season. I'll talk Overall, more, I'll, he's been going well. I'll talk more about Paseca later, but I'm big on him. Oh, yeah. um, Jobo coming back from injury this week as well. You get him for cheap. And obviously, Garrick now playing fullback. Do like him through the guts as well. So that was just mm. something I wanted to touch on there. Just middle yeah, defenses. Um, yeah, because it is hard to sort of like put your finger on some big boppers and uh, and some of the big boys that are coming up again. Because the, the strength of schedule really doesn't affect him that, all that much. Mm, yeah, but um, if they can get a roll on, if they can get some good post contact meters, make all their runs where they're making eight plus meters, you know what I mean. That does that does add a little bit of oomph to their super coach scores. Hundred percent. All right, happy ending. You want happy ending? I got a booty. Let me break it down for you so you understand. I'll hold your hand like a small child. Oh fuck! Oh my god! Fuck yeah! Let's do it. Let's rub this flip down. It. This is flip. Let's fucking fetch. Let's get into our favorite plays, bro. So first up, we want to sort of talk about the top flips and the top flips. Flips. Oh, my God. I'm trying. <laughs> top flips. I knew you'd fuck it up. Top flips and top fetches. Oh, Christ, mate. <laughs> I need another beer. I'm in that yeah. sort of weird zone where I'm not. I'm maybe a little bit too it's drunk. Like, it's like when you're playing enough. darts or playing pool. Yeah. You need to have at least three beers. I need to get so in the zone. You're only, se- you're only second beer. You kind of need that third to top I need to get in the zone. So for the flips with Wooker, Wooker will be talking about teams that have had an easy run now shit's getting real hard in the finals. Mm, so yeah. they're the ones you want to get rid of. For the fetches, I'll be talking about the vice versa type of guys. So teams with a previously tough schedule, now shit gets easy. So you're getting them for cheap, baby. So all right, kick it off, Wooker. What do we got here for your flips? All right, so first up, we've got the Titans. Mm-hmm. So we're looking pretty much at Brumo, Fafita, Kelly, Sami, AKP. Verrills is uh, is one I had down, but he's lost a lot of his um his value with Randall being named on the bench. So um yeah, they've they've shied away from that 80 minute hooker role, which is a bit of a shame for mm. any Verrills owners. So hooker's a fucking tough spot too. So yeah. Um but look, the the two that really stand out for me, well the three, uh Bruno Fafita and Kelly. Yeah. Um they're, they're they're ones that look, they've had a really good run. Um, but yeah, you, you need to be looking at shipping them, shipping them out, and getting some real value to to bolster your squad. Mm. Other forwards like uh, Mofo, Tino, and and all those guys, 
we mentioned it before. They're not as impacted by strength of schedule, so I wouldn't be wouldn't be reading too much into the um, the shit and getting hard for them. Yeah, they'll they'll um, get through their work. Exactly, exactly. Um, and even when they're on the back foot, they get their tackles up and the bases up anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, Eels. Um, so we're looking at Gutho. We're looking at Moses. We're looking at Penasini. We're looking at Simonson. We're looking at um, Dijan Arcee or Brown. I don't know how much value Brown's going to know. Sean Lane, Cardi Party, Sevo. Um, other forwards like Matto, Hopgood, same boat as Mo Fontino. Not going to be as affected by the strength of schedule. So when shit gets hard for them, they're still getting through their tackles. They're still getting their base stats up. It's just that real high octane upside. So the 100 points that you're seeing from Hopgood in recent rounds, it's not really going to carry through. And that's, mm. um, you're just going to be sucking it up and carrying those 65 to 75 scores, which I don't know about you, but I can handle. Yeah, you can um, handle that. You can. Are you worried about when everyone's healthy at the Eels in the forward pack? No, no not, not, not as much as I was at the start of the season. Yeah. Um, he's definitely played himself into a really um, multi-dimensional player in that lock spot. Mm. It's not just, he's not just doing his tackles. He's not, he's actually playing that link man role. Um, so he's actually becoming important to their attack. So Kukuru, that's why I'm, he knows I'm these really boys. Happy. He knows them. He knows them. Look, that's state Hopgood thirteen plus boy. That's fine. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, but the two, the the three again, they really stand out for me. It's Gutho, Moses, and Panasini. Yep, those so those those seven players: Brimo, Fafita, Kelly, Gutho, Moses, Panasini, Simonson. Yep. Yeah. But even but even with Simonson, because they attack so dominantly on their left side, if anything happens on their left. Simonson's going to be about. Um, he's really been playing quite well. Yeah, he's been um, overperforming 100%. He's like- been overperforming massively. So, look, he is a definite sell target. Um, and being half fullback and center wing, um, definitely a bit tastier Juicy. as well. Juicy. The problem is he doesn't have the name. And a lot of people, yeah. you, you read out his stats and, mm. you, and he's like, oh, really? Oh. Yep. And that's, that's, that's where it ends. So... He's only really a good pickup target if he's on waivers or whatever. But yeah, I don't really think that he's got trade value. That's why I haven't put him in the same bracket as like a Panasini and Moses and Duffo mm. and such. True, true, true. Um, yeah, but there, there's a, there's a whole bunch of like the edge edge back rowers like Davy and all those other ones that fuck they've they've cycled through about fifty edge forwards. But um, yeah, I think there's they're going to settle into um, Lane and Cardi at, at some point and. Or maybe even Lane and, and Davey and have Cardi off the bench. But, yeah, I think it's going to dry up a little bit for those guys, attacking-wise. For sure. So, shifting down to the Raiders. So, the guys that we're looking at there are Fogarty, Timiko, Young, Croker, and Whiten. Um, other ones like uh, Big Red, Tino, um, Tapane. I get those mixed up all the time. Uh, Big Tapane, um, their holds just due to this, their – they're not being impacted by strength of schedule, mm. but um, you want to be moving on if you can um, off a big score. Guys like Fogarty, Timiko, Young, Croker, Whiten this week for sure. You'd be moving him on after a big round last week. Fuck yeah, fuck you. Um, and then last, last but not least, we've look. We've already said this about them a number of times, and we said it like a month ago. Bunnies, the ship's probably already soured with them, but. Look, you've got to be looking at getting rid of AJ, um, Alex Johnston, Cody Walker, Cookie, Campbell Graham, Kaloa Matangi, Latrell. Like all, all of these guys, 
yes, they're gonna they're gonna perform quite well, but shit gets real hard, and they've got the buy in round twenty six, your grand final. Mm. If you can if you can shift across to someone a sideways trade that you can get equivalent point scoring potential, you're a fucking idiot if you don't look at it. Even if you and the thing is like, even if on paper you lose the trade, like if you back yourself, just say you're coming first and you have one of these big bunnies players, right? You're coming first, you've got a Cody Walker in your side. And you're like, fuck, look, I'm probably going to get the first week off. Look, I'm going to back myself to win that second game. Then I get another week off. I'm in the finals. You just take what you can get. What's you know? You just take what you can get at the moment. Cody Walker for fucking anyone that's going to get you 50, 60 points. Because the, the alternative is you have Cody Walker that gets you zero. Yeah. So it's going to weigh it up, people, because... I mean, fuck, we've only been telling you since round, what, four? No sympathy. No sympathy from me if you've yeah. got fucking bunnies Look, players. And, and out of those guys, like, the the whole reason why you'd want to keep them is, oh, I want the captaincy option of, like, a, um, the, the only one out of those guys is Cody or Latrell. The rest of them, they're not really going to be captaincy, maybe a VC option. Mm. Like, you could bolster your squad up with guys that will actually play that extra game in the grand final, give you the option because you don't know what injuries are going to happen in round 25 that you won't have them available around 26. Mm. You want to have some flexibility on your bench to be able to switch around. Look, I, yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a, I would have traded out any bunnies that I had um, at least two weeks ago, probably looked at shipping them off maybe about like four weeks ago when we oh. first spoke about it. Right. It through the whole preseason, we're like, look, if you draft any bunnies players and your you grand finals round twenty six, you gotta, yeah, you gotta have a fucking concrete plan in mm, place. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into some fetches here. So we've got dogs. So anyone that's sort of playing a little bit unders, things get a little bit easier for them in the finals. Hayes Perham, Jacob Caraz, maybe Birdo. Uh, some of these guys you might get really cheap. Dolphins definitely. I mean. Sean O'Sullivan, you'll get cheap as fuck coming back from that you pec injury. You get him injury. off the waivers at the moment. Big time. coming off that 15-point game last mm. week where he played from hooker. Yeah, big time. So he's lovely. Hammer, Osako, obviously JMK as well. Warriors, yum, yum, yum. DWZ, no one's giving him up at the moment because he's an immortal. Um, CNK, <laughs> SJ, where, these guys. Where's, where's his statue, mate? Where's his statue, <laughs> I've got the next two Immortals. I've got Buller and DWZ. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then Knights. So, look, Hastings and Gamble, their strength of schedule is really nice. It just, I just don't have a lot of confidence in them Oof, week in, Gamble week has out. Not been, Gamble hasn't been scoring as well as we'd hope. And nah. Look, Wacko Jacko, he's Good the, game he's of the a weekend. Cronk, Cronk type of player. And look, yeah, he's great. He's, a, he's, he's an awesome player, but he's not a super coach player. No. Nah. Um, which is what I was getting at. So, yeah, the, the only ones that are super coach relevant, I would I would be targeting, would be either KP, Marjorie the Beast, Young, or Gaga. Yeah, those right edge players even, for sure. Even throwing in maybe, would you look at Lachlan Fitzgibbon? Yeah, before he had his injury issues and all that in the last uh, four rounds that he's played, he hadn't scored below fifty. Yeah, it, look, you're he'd getting for a, cheap. He had an insane season. You're getting for cheap. And look, I haven't looked at here yeah, the left edge back row strength of schedule. 
closely. But again, that left edge coming off uh, KP's hip, they we know that they've got a good sort of link up there. So it's not a bad play, man. You're probably getting for real cheap. Might be uh, even available on freeze. That he, Dylan he, Lucas. He's, avail- he's available on waivers. I was, I was asking because I'm, I'm setting up my waivers as we're talking. <laughs> that <laughs> Dylan, another league. That Dylan Lucas, I'm spewing that Fitz, Fitzgibbon's back because that Dylan Lucas yeah. was playing really he was, well. He was killing it. He was pumping out decent scores. Yeah. 57 on the weekend to score. Fucking oath, bro. Mm. Um, all right. So, yeah, they're the fetches. So let's get into, we'll go through, Position by position, and we'll just name our very favorite flip and our very favorite fetch to finish this podcast out. So let's get into hooker. Who are you flipping? Who's your favorite flip? Uh, my favorite flip's Reed Marnie. Yeah, okay, nice. Yeah. Um, the, the problem is, like, with, with how the flip and fetch um, uh, sheets go, it's just based on on how easy the teams he's come up against is. Not yep. necessarily how he scored over that period, and look, he, I don't think he's performed that well. But in all honesty, how many, how many, um, how many hookers have performed really well over mm. the last month? It's not that many. Um, yeah, that, that, it's a it's a tough one for for flip because if you're trying to flip a um, flip a hooker, there's there's probably only I would say six hookers that are super coach relevant, like genuinely for for draft and. I think Reed's probably the worst of them. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Would you, would you flip Reed Marnie for Little Jacob Little? Would you rather play Jacob Little in the finals or Reed Marnie? Um, probably not. Oh, I don't know. Fuck, that's close. Uh, it's 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 sideways. <laughs> I reckon it's sideways. It's sideways. He's got a must. He's got a lot better strength of schedule. Little, but fuck, like, there's a lot of pedigree and a lot of tackles in in Marnie, and and we know that um, they play the little Amon combo. So mm. that's that'd be the only concern is the minutes that Little will get. Uh, it's a tough one, but yeah, like I said, I think it might be one that yeah, I'd I'd pick up a guy like um, Apicorus now off waivers or if he's available or, or something like that instead. But Appy's only back in like round twenty two anyway. He so is, that, that's yeah. a that's a huge risk if you if you're banking on that. So, but it's yeah. not as if he's coming back from a soft tissue injury or anything like that. Do you mm. know what I mean? His his return to performance will be sweet because it's just a job. oh yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, yeah, there's a look, bit of a, ment- a mental thing coming back from those oh, things. Yeah. Like shy away from contact. So a little bit. I think mm. you'd be right though. He's a bit of a fucking yeah. weapon. Yeah. Uh, Fetch is easy. It's Blake Braley. If you can get Blake Braley, <laughs> yeah. um, get him in your fucking sides. But yeah, like I said, hooker's hard because there's just so little of them. Um, <laughs> let's. Get- Did you say little yeah. or little? Hmm. Yeah. You make your own mind up. <laughs> yeah, we'll play that. We'll play. Um, um, I'd add into yours, um, JMK as well. He's he's a pretty yeah, good option. He's nice. He is nice. Uh, front row forwards. Who are you flipping? It's a tough one. Like um, the two that stand out, Clamor uh, and Haas. I think based off name, you could almost get almost anyone mm. for Haas. You could get um, you get a number of players, but in saying that, Clemmer's outperformed most most forwards this season just with how he's how he's come out for the um, the Tigers. I didn't think he had it in him after leaving the Knights. So, or I mean, um, look, full credit to him. He's killing it. Uh, I'd 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 try to flip Haas personally. Yeah. So and the thing is, Haas has that 
uh, buy in round 25 as well. Mm, so you need to keep that's, that's that. The, that's the trigger for me. In mind. Um, yeah, I don't mind that flipping Haas. I really like Tanila Paseca. He is my <laughs> yeah. fetch at the moment. One, mm. I mean, as soon as people look at his scores, then they go, oh, hang on, I don't want to get rid of him. But his name isn't sexy. Like, it's Paseca. No. So, at, oh, man, you look at his scores. Set and forget and does a job. Look, he since round seven, he scored below 60, one, two, three, four times. He he is very consistently scoring around that high fifties, low sixties mark. He's three round hasn't, averages. Hasn't, sco- hasn't scored below fifty in well since round seven, like you said. It's ridiculous. It's outrageous. Three round average fifty seven, five round average sixty one. I mean, he's just getting through work. And like, yeah, he's just playing like sort of like fifty between fifty and fifty five minutes, maybe a bit above fifty five minutes sometimes. But yeah, he. He's very sexy and someone that I think just on namesake, people are going to go, yeah, like, okay, yeah, have him. Like, it's Paseca, whatever. I got him off of free agents. Like, fuck. And, like, you could get, you could, you could go Haas for Paseca and someone, like, actually really good and easily get that across the line. Yes. Easily get that across the line. Yes. So, and this is, this is perfect. So, um, I won. Uh, Isaiah Yo on the weekend, but I had it. I had the ability to win Payne Haas, and so I was already looking at certain scenarios of me moving Payne Haas as soon as I got him. Right, so I was like, what I could do is I could package up Haas and Buller, Haas and Buller for, uh, and I was going to target JK and say I'll give you Haas and Buller for KP and Paseca. Mm-hmm. and work down the role. It's like, I'm giving you Haas, he's a gun, I'm taking KP off your hands, concussion injuries, blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I mean? And that could have worked. Mm. But I was like, you know what? I just couldn't be bothered. I'm just going to take Isaiah. <laughs> and you, and look, you know what you're going to get, and you knew that the bells were tolling for Hosking for the moment. And, yeah, you need to, you need to fill out your – or upgrade your um, tour off spot. But that's a perfect sort of trade scenario where you're sort of – you're taking advantage of someone not having a real big name in the Supercoach world, as in Paseca. So I do love him mm-hmm. as a fetch. He's sexy. All right, let's get into the two RFs. Um, and, I mean, this one's easy for the flip, isn't it? Fuck. I don't know. I'd, I'd get rid of Isaiah. Yeah, oh, would you, personally. mate? Would you? <laughs> what? 70 points every game. doesn't matter who he plays. Um, I don't no, think so. No, no. Definitely Dave Fafita, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Wow, David without, Fetter. Without doubt. Yeah, easy, doubt. easy. I really like Britain Nakora as as a fetch. I like the Sharks. Yeah, um, no, Matchups. I do, obviously, their left edge. He runs a good line. Easy runs a good line. It's the best in the business. Yeah. I mean, what's he averaging in the moment? Like 70-something? Like he is having- Funny enough, I was looking, I was looking, and he scored a similar amount of tries, if not the same, as Teague Wilton, and that shocked the shit out of me. Wow. But I'll tell you what. His, his drives are a lot classier than T. Wilton's. So he's, his five-round average is 69. Average for the season, 72. Yeah, that's all right. That, that's awesome. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And like you said, what's he scored? He's scored one, two, three, four. He's only scored five tries. Yeah. He's scoring. So, so it, it's all up from there. And we know, and we just spoke about how good he is at line running. He's scoring all 70, they need, 70 all- points a game without a try. Yeah. 
Well, they directed so much of their, their attack down that left corridor that when they do switch it and go right, more often than not, they're going straight out to Katoa. Yep. So, yeah, they, or, or it gets to Ramian. And this is what the Sharks do best, right? Because they have so many weapons all across the park, they stretch defenses. Mm. Both of their edges are so strong. Probably exactly. the, the best the best edge combo in the league. So you as a defensive unit, you can't you can't stack up somewhere where you think a team is strong because the, the sharks gonna hit you anywhere in the park, right? And that with that defensive line stretched, there's holes. And like you said, Nicaragua's got the one of the best fucking line running games in the league. He's just mm. fucking piercing, bro. Like, so, yeah, I really like him. Really, really like him as a fetch. All right, halfbacks. So, who you got? Yeah, halfback's a bit of a tough one, isn't it? Um, look, um, he, he's, he's lost a lot of value in the last couple of weeks anyway. But uh, your, your boy, Benny Hunt. Mm. He's the one that stand, stands out. Um, but the other one is probably Tanner Boyd. Mm. Um, just because the Titans really poor run, but in saying that, value just isn't really there. Yeah. Who are you going to get for a Tanner Boyd? For sure. Whereas Benny Hunt, he's still got a decent season average. He's still got a, a pretty good name. Um, yeah, he's definitely one that you'd be able to get some trade value for. What's the lowest you'd take for Hunt at the moment? You reckon? Like if you were just going, if you're just targeting a halfback at the moment, like who would you take? Because, like, I mean, he got 13 points on the weekend. We know that he can fucking get 13. Don't worry. I know. I know all too well. But he... Oh, that was glorious. <laughs> like you said, his he season average is 63. Five-round average is 65. So you work on those numbers. Like, I, I, I would try. I would try. Like, if you've got a Benny Hunt, you've more than likely got a backup half. I'd be looking to trade Benny Hunt for someone that's not another half. I don't think there's a like for like. Mm. I don't think there's one that I would happily accept anyway. Would you take a Fogarty for Hunt? I mean, the Raiders have a pretty poor run strength of schedule-wise in the finals. So uh, maybe. Like goal-kicking half, maybe. It's not an easy one, put it that way. No. Um, Tough. Yeah, I, I, it, look, halfback this season has been fucking awful. Five eight hasn't been much better, and um, yeah, I mean, out, out of those two, yeah, I'd, I'd be I'd be getting rid of Benny Hunt first, just because of the dual flex that um, um, Tanner Boyd has. But yeah, like if I know who I'd take in his place. Fuck, shit. It's yeah. not an easy one. It's no, not an easy. One. No, it isn't. Uh, fetch. I want SJ. Just need SJ. Yeah. Well, I mean, the problem is like anyone who anyone who drafted him originally is a believer. Mm-hmm. It is fucking near impossible to get mm. a believers player. Mm. Mm. Never. You never, never, never gonna get it. Yeah. Um, you have to. You have to sell the farm. And SJ is not the youngest player in the league. No, but he's just playing so well. But he is in some of the most sublime form we've ever seen from him, and it, I'm so happy to see it. And so, it's like, so fucking good. Those those guys that are just going supersonic at the moment, they're mm. the guys you need to use to try and get SJ Gutho, yeah. Moses, Drinky. These guys. I think you'd have like 
thinking about it, you'd have to go like a Benny Hunt plus a, a high octane player that's overperforming. Benny Hunt so plus maybe like Gutho. a Benny Hunt and a Guffo mm, or something please. like that to get you up to SJ. Like an SJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that'd be the ideal scenario. Yep, I, I would reckon. take. I'd love that play. That's yeah. really really tasty. And the other thing is. You're getting vintage SJ in your team. Like we talk about man crushes all the time. Is there a better man crush than SJ when he's fit firing and doing what he's doing at the moment to defenses? Fuck. No. It's lead in your like pencil, he's... people. Yeah. It's just a straight fucking bloodshot to your dick. Let's go. Fuck but the, yeah. But the thing is, like, this is the first time he's played in a Warriors team that is staunch in attack, but fucking staunch in defense as well. Mm. So they're not getting wiped off the park, even when they're attacking half decent. They're not dropping ball left, right, and center. They're creating pressure, and they're actually fucking scoring points. I've, like, this is, the, like, as a Waz fan, everyone, like, got, yeah. You, I play the SJ like, owner in the last game of the regular season, so I play Hale. And it's well, going. I'd be worried, man. I'm going to be going head to head when it takes anything, and I got my eyes eyes on one player and one player only. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Well, especially when halfback is is it's your yeah. your real real yeah. weakness. Let's go. Imagine Let's go, that. Fuck it, hell, going into the finals with SJ. Woo! I mean, how many players can Harold lose this season? <laughs> oh, one more. Poor bloke. One more. One more. Uh, couldn't happen to a better bloke. Shout out to you, Hale, if you're listening. <laughs> That's harsh, mate. That's harsh. <laughs> he knows I love him. All right, five eighth flip. Flip. I mean, after that seventy three on the weekend, it's got to be Jackie Boy, Jackie mm. White. Um, I only say that because you should have already flipped Cody Walker. Yep. If you haven't, he's the top flip. But uh, Jackie Boy is a real high flip target at the moment. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, I'm going to go. I do like Cameron Munster. Uh, as a get, you just won't get him. It's as simple as that. Mm, KP is yeah. my guy. Um, and like I alluded to earlier, just the halves. They have such a good strength of schedule for the Knights. Hastings has the best strength of schedule for right halves for season long and six-round form. Gamble has the second best um, for season long, ninth best for six-round average. And then KP has the sixth best for season long and third best. Uh, for six-round form for fullback. You put all that together, KP is just going to have his hands on the ball, scoring and setting up tries. Uh, also, like I mentioned earlier, they play four, um, all four games against uh, bottom five uh, weak middles. So that's great mm. for KP as well. I think he's a great get. As soon as you see him... Uh, have a bad game like he did on the weekend or you can sell someone high and just walk down that narrative of KP with his head knocks and blah, 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 and the Knights are shit and all that. I think KP is a really good get. Yes, it is a gamble. Don't worry. Like, you know what you're getting with KP. It could be a terrible fucking trade two weeks into it when he gets knocked out. But I think the the it's worth it. Risk it to get the biscuit type of play, yeah, which I like. Uh, all right, CTWs, who are you flipping Ooh. here? Yeah, um, Stephen Crichton, the obvious one that we spoke mm. about earlier. Um, Philip Sami is an, is another one. Um, I, um, Alex Johnston is definitely one that I'll be yes. I'll be looking at targeting, and Bailey Simonson. Um, mainly bringing Bailey Simonson into it um, because he's been scoring so fucking well of late 
the difficulty is, like we mentioned before, he doesn't have the name to really uh, warrant getting anyone on board mm. to trade trade him for. So that's that's the only difficulty that you got with Bailey Simonson. Just watch these guys, like watch Critter, mm. especially Critter and Simonson with their strength of schedule they've got in a few a few rounds coming up. They go big, just go hard on the chat. Just get in DMs mm-hmm. and just use use car salesmen that shit up. Just try and sell these cunts fucking high off a good score. Because um, I think I have to admit, I, I, apart from apart from watching a few cursory um, plays, I'd not really watched Bailey Simonson that closely. But on the weekend and the weekend before, watched him like absolutely dominate in some tackles and. But those are the sort of highlights you want to be posting the chat. You want to be talking, Ooh, yeah. talking them up, and then yep. really, really like winding everyone up about him. Hundred percent. And then, then you you don't even bring up that you want to be selling him. No. You want to you want to go to the person. You want to pick out one of the target players that you want to get. Play the man. Offer you offer someone else. You offer you offer someone else in your team is not traveling as well as Simmonson, and then they go, oh no no no, and then you go, what about Simmonson? He's averaging seventy. And that's where the, the conversation starts. Upsell him at the counter. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Fuck yeah. Mate, it's just the oldest trick in the book. And cunts don't see it coming. They don't. They really don't. Exactly. Oh, we've got all the tricks, baby. We've got all the tricks. Uh, fetches. That's why, that's why we wouldn't have a trade each other. <laughs> <laughs> it just wouldn't work. It'd just be boring. You know, no. I know what you're doing and I don't like it. Go away. <laughs> um, <laughs> first up, DWZ, of course. Uh, and then Dane Gagai and Joey Manu. I do like fetches for all of those guys. Uh, I just wish, well, I don't wish because I'm glad DWZ went supersonic, but fuck, when I was doing the stats for this, I was like, fuck, this is going to be such a good call telling everyone to get DWZ. Now everyone's listening to going, yeah, of course, the cunt scored 180. Yeah, 100, he scored 100 on, fucking 180 on the weekend. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. How hard is it to go say go get a bloke that just scored four tries? Yeah. Uh, well, you, you won't believe me, but I did have a. Have that's a why we had. To, that's why we had to record this shit last week. Uh, yeah. All right, uh, fullback flips. Fullback flips. Yeah, I mean, some big ones. Spoke here. about spoke about Brumo earlier. Like he's a, he's he's like premium, and then we've also got Tyrrell Sloan. He's he's another another option to um to sell. He's a bit more of a challenge because. Like he's a Dragons player. Um, but, mate, three times on the trot, you got to be going Gutho, aren't you? Gutho's just the number one. I mean, if Out of all players. If but. you don't take – if you only take one thing away from this podcast and you own him, it's to sell him. Yeah. That's as simple as that. I don't know how else to fucking describe it to you, but, yeah, just get rid of him. It's just clear as the fucking – yeah. Clear as fucking crystal. Mm-hmm. Fuck, if I only had him. It'd just be so fun to tr- trade a guy like that. Like, that's uh, that's when draft is fun. When you hold all the chips and you're like, now I'm going to sell this guy. That's it's fun. It's really fun. Well, actually, thinking back, for the, for the halfback, maybe maybe the the better flip rather than Benny Hunt would be Mitchell Moses. Mm. Now, he hasn't had a really good strength of schedule for the lead up, so for the run the table, but... He does have a poor strength of schedule at the back end. Yeah, and he does uh, have a really nice uh, five-round average of 90. Mm. Yeah, he might, might be a bit more of a tasty. Mm. I might change that up just yep. to fuck things around. Yep, 
I like it. Just live live updates. Live I updates. I do like it. I do. Not here to fornicate with the right No, that's good. That's good. All right, fetches fullback. It's Dream, the Dream, Buller, and Hammer. They're my guys. Just purely based on strength of schedule. And I think both of them will be cheap coming into finals. Like I said, with Buller, Tigers, without Brooks, without Appy, they'll be struggling. And Hammer, Dolphins just look like shit at the moment. And hopefully they can turn it around coming into this this final series up against some poor defensive outfits. So yeah, Buller and Hammer for me. So finally, just to wrap it all up, put in a nice little package with a bow on top. Give us your flip team, bro. So the flip team. So starting with Hooker, we've got Marnie, Reed Marnie. Front row forward, Payne Haas. Second row, Dave Feeder. Halfback, Mitchell Moses. Five-eight, Cody Walker. Center wing, Stephen Crichton. And fullback is Gutho. Mm, that's good. That is good. The fetch team is as follows. Hooker, Blake Braley. Front row forward, Danila Paseca. 2RF, Britton Nakora. Halfback, SJ. 5-8-KP, CTW, DWZ, and fullback, The Dream, Buller. That's your fetch team, baby. The Jareem team. The Jareem team. My man. My man. I was so happy about it for a while. I was like, oh, Buller, yes. But now just watching fucking Drinkwater score 150 yeah. points each week, it's not. It hurts. It hurts. Not yeah. great. Especially after dealing with all those shit scores at the start mm. of the season. Exactly. I'm the yeah. poor cunt that had to deal with it. Now some other idiot is fucking <laughs> copping all the good scores. Oh, well, fuck uh, it. So good. Swings and roundabouts. Swings it and is, roundabouts. It is. All right, mate, that'll do us. It's a two-hour-long podcast. So, guys, like we said, that's just us dissecting the stat sheets. That's available on the Patreon, doing a deep dive into the team summary sheets, the strength of schedule, um, point scoring, all the ranks that are on there. It's all there at your fingertips, $5 a month. Jesus, like if you haven't gotten involved yet, now's the time. <laughs> Now's the pa- time. Patreon dot forward slash rubber stats. Mm, it's good. It's good. It's good. There will be square. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very fucking good. Uh, coming up. So next week we'll be. Oh, well, I'll be down in Sydney for the Wire. We'll be doing some more strength of schedule stuff. We'll be talking about uh, how our little mini comp uh, went. I'm leading by what seventy five points at the moment. Yeah, about seventy-five. Um, look, let, let, let's be let's be honest. Um, Guru is no hope. He's gone. gone. He's, he's, he's gone. Um, he like his two best players are, are injured. Oh, we always um, knew best. it was going to be me versus you in the end. <laughs> I, I mean, well, please. the cream, the cream, the cream inevitably rises it, to the top. Does, but um, does. yeah, um, he, he was he was out after the first week. To be fair, um, <laughs> he has lost. He, after that, after we recorded that episode, he lost. He lost Nathan Cleary, and then he lost Turbo. It's been a bad yeah. fucking month for the Guru. He's um he's soon soon to probably lose um Ponga or someone else yeah. in, in his team as Not well. So good. look, mm. good to see a sucker going from strength to strength though after you saw him. Ouch, ouch. Uh, yeah, so we'll be down there to record. This going to be fantastic. We'll also kick Supercoach Survivor in the oh, ribs. It's the best game in the land. How good. So, fuck, I'm going to have to start doing some study because, yeah. So stay tuned, guys, because this, this is a real fun game that you can do with your mates. 
uh, at any time of the season, you just pick a number of games that you want to do it over. Uh, usually, it's it's pretty fun to do once Supercoach finishes. You can do it for the finals. Uh, but yeah, we're going to do a three-way with me, myself, Walker. And... Oh, settle down, mate. Settle down. <laughs> no, it's going to be good. Guru's involved. He's um he's keen. So yeah, no, it's going to be good. It's going to be really good. We'll play for something. Play for money, beers. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. All right, bro, let's get the hell out of here. That is the final sign, brothers. Make sure you go follow us on all the socials. And uh, that's it for that, that rub. I hope you enjoyed it. It was a fucking deep dive. My brain's absolutely fucking fried. Yeah, I've not got much left to give after all of the, the Patreon, Limping. Patreon, Patreon stuff that we already did and all the study for this. So I am uh, going to take a well-earned rest and um, go and fuck myself. Yeah, that's good. You go do that, mate. Remember, there are many things a man can do with his time. This is better than most things. You're damn right, Booker. Catch us next round on the Weekly Rubdown. You can take me down. I have seen it all. Get that in here. Catch up.